Hey you, yeah, you, the one trying to make a video game. I've got someone here that can help you, and that someone is Intel, which is not a someone, it's a company. But this company, they are going to help you as if they were a somebody and a someone and also a something. Check out software.intel.com slash gamedev to find out how Intel is making sure all the innovation in gaming continues to happen on the PC as part of the Intel Game Dev program. Again, that URL is software.intel.com slash gamedev. Sign up and start something new. probably not busy you're probably sipping cocoa with the family we are going to keep you busy for the next hour and a half maybe deciding the, t- the top 10 games of the year for game speed as a whole um with me is well I, I should say my name first right i'm jeff grubb your host with me is i'm the real jeff grubb don't listen to him oh we've already messed it up <laughs> i'm mike minotti <laughs> hi it's managing editor jason wilson merry christmas hello it's stephanie we're going to start talking about, you know, the you know, what games should be on the top ten. Uh, we'll probably go around here at the beginning making some nominees for the final list. Uh, and, you know, we'll start making some hard cuts later. I, I think to get started, um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm just actually going to point to you, Mike. I'm going to have you move one game from our nom- nominee list to the top ten. Um, oh. Or, I mean, or we could go the other way. We could, like, just say we could no. cut one of these games. But I think we should probably start with, like, moving a game to the top 10 just oh. kind of start building that list all right wait do i do do i want to like should i read all these the nominees that we actually have listed first just so people can get an idea of like where we're starting from yeah, sure uh, why not okay we have a big list this is bigger than last year isn't it i think so yeah I'm gonna, probably I'm more good games this year i think so yeah so okay here let's just uh start from the top divinity original sin 2 super mario odyssey wolfenstein 2 hellblade PUBG. Zelda Breath of the Wild, Persona 5, Mario plus Rabbids, Cuphead, Sonic Mania, Heat Signature, Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment, Steamroll Dig 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Nier Automata, Yakuza 0, Assassin's Creed Origins, Metroid Samus Returns, Torment Tides of Numenera, Night in the Woods, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Prey. And Yee's eight, but we've already thrown that out because that was Anthony, and he's not here. So, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Coming to work sometime instead of taking vacation. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Hi, one thing. I'm gonna say one thing about Yee's is that I've seen it on a number of lists this year, and um, so I think if you enjoy Japanese RPGs, you probably should check it out. Yeah, I've I, 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 I've also heard a lot of good things from people who know what they're talking about when it comes to those kinds of games. All right. So let's just uh, – yeah, let's do this. Mike, back to you. What from this list on the right would you want to move over to the list on the left? Mario. Mario, Mario, Mario. Super mm, that Mario doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, no. I get it. I'm just going to move it over there right now. Hooray. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that we don't have to necessarily make, like, a lot of discussion right now because I think I'm sort of with you because uh, uh, at this point we're not going to be having to make any tough choices and I think we'll, we'll really get into these games once we start like arranging stuff 
So if we want, we could just kind of move on to keep this moving to like build up this uh, list quickly. Oh, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jason, let's go with you. Uh, what, what game would you want to move over to the top ten? Okay. So I would like to move over Divinity Original Sin, but I do need to note a potential conflict of interest. Yeah, go ahead. One, one of the writers is Kevin Van Ord, who I interviewed for a job two years ago and who I'm also considering a friend. He wrote parts of the game, including one of the characters, Beast. But in my appraisal of the game, I did not play Beast to make it a little more <laughs> fair. All right, that's that's good to know. Yeah, thanks for actually doing that. That's always a good idea. Um, okay, Stephanie, what would you move over? I'm going to go with Night in the Woods. I love it. Oh, you already did that. Excellent. All right. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't realize. No, no, no. No, that's that, that's that <laughs> oh, works for me too. Oh, God, cool. Stephanie. Oh, I'm Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, 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 pretty strong feeling that I think we're, we're going to end up leaving all of these games on the on the top ten. Um, but I think what we should do now is maybe cut some games from this list on the right. Actually, let me. Uh, since we've already moved some of these over, let me um, delete them from this list. Um. Mike, is there anything you know on the list on the right that you wouldn't want to move over, and then and then or like you would like kind of be uh, not sure about? I mean, pray, right? This station was your laboratory, and the experiment was a failure. The outbreak can be contained. Earth can be spared. It has to be me. I know what's coming. Some people will never understand what you can do. Uh, from what I understand, I, I didn't really get around to pray. I think Dean was maybe our only real advocate for it, unless he feels strongly about it. But from, from what I understand, it's a, it's a good but flawed game, right? Maybe not yeah. like top ten material, just a, a good game. Did anyone when they were playing get kind of that freak out sense that they did when they watched the thing the first time? Oh, I haven't I, watched the thing. I'm a coward. Uh, yeah, the thing is on my actually, it's on my Plex home media server. Like about movies, I need to be watching, uh, and I haven't yet. I might actually watch it this holiday. But you I, should. I, I, I'll it's tell you, it's a Christmas I, movie. It, yeah, I always say that it actually does seem like it. Yeah, it's cold and stuff, and, and lonely and depressing. I uh, I will say that I did get a freak out vibe of like just like being alone on a space station, and I. I'm always shocked. Like sometimes I respond to that like really well, and sometimes I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to play this game. Like it's too oppressive." Uh, I I think Prey is like almost right on the border of being too oppressive or really fascinating and like compelling me to like keep going because it's so like you know lonely and and uh, you know such a solo experience. Um, but I don't know. I, I it's another one of those Bethesda immersive sims that I bounced off of. So so I just don't know. I'm kind of I'm with Mike on this one. All right, yeah, I, I think we can actually move this over. Uh, I'm going to move over just to the right just so we can remember these games that we talked about. Um, it was, you know, it's ambitious, and I really respect what it was going for. Yeah, and I, 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 uh, it's one of those games where I completely understand why people like it so much, and I'm just, I've come to terms with accepting that that genre isn't for me. Uh, actually, like, let's see, how many games do we actually have? So we have 17 left on the right for five slots to fill on the left. Um <laughs> So, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I think we can move on. I think Prey's good and done. Yeah, no, I've already moved Prey <laughs> off. Um, so, I actually, I, it's, I was going to say we should go around doing cuts, but we'll, let's just let Mike do that cut for now. What we should do, let's keep putting games on the left, and as we start, let's do, like, three rounds, and then if there's yeah. anything left on the right, 
we'll see like uh if, if we really want to like maybe try to argue one of those onto the list we can but then we can just I start like making cuts plan. okay so let's uh uh mike you just did a cut but i think we just go back to you just to keep that uh, old cycle going what would you move from the 17 games on the right into the top 10 uh uh i think persona 5 would be my next favorite game we haven't moved over there's there's my weep choice yeah I'm, I'm, i guess i'm not surprised it's on my list again i looked hey. at your list uh but yeah i thought if the weeb, there was going to be one weeb choice it would have been near but all right i'll accept persona 5 uh jason how about you what would you move over um i would move over even though it's not on my top 10 list for the sake of this discussion i, I would probably move over what remains of Eden fit because you know i would love to make a huge case for torment tides and numenera but i'm doing some real big thinking about it last night and we'll get back to that when it's time to the cuts. okay yeah sounds good i'm curious to hear about that um all right uh, stephanie how about you um i'm gonna go with what's behind weave door number two <laughs> so near automata <laughs> okay okay i realize we have a goal for a time here but Old man Jason needs to know where did Weeb come from. I don't know. It's from Weeaboo. We yeah, which is uh, uh. Uh, the term as far as I know just means white person who likes Japanese culture. Is that what it is? It's like white person who wants to be Japanese, and it, okay. there's like this convoluted backstory. I think it may have come from the Perry Bible Fellowship, possibly. Yeah. But and, um, and so Weeb is just like it's just... yeah, it's short short for that. And it's like Weeb trash is what you'll hear a lot online. <laughs> Which is, uh, just, yeah. you can just say Mike Minotti if you want. Like, <laughs> they're, they're, the terms yeah. are interchangeable. He's not wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't think Weeb Trash would like the Cleveland Indians. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good point. That's uh, Cleveland the, Trash. That's a completely different yeah. thing. Similar I, I feel, but different. I feel like we'll have lots of opportunities of to uh, really <laughs> examine the, the mind of a Weeb throughout this discussion, so we'll get back to that. Um, okay. I, I, I have time to think about this. Uh... I I mean I think yeah I'd have to move PUBG over. Uh, that would probably be my my next one. Although I, I'm starting to get to a point where a lot of them could be number you know my number three. Um, okay, so yeah we have we have ten games over there, but uh, there's games on the right still that I'm like ah, I think some of them maybe should be over there. Uh, so let's do one more round where we add stuff to the top ten. So we'll have like fifteen, and then we'll kind of assess where we're at. So Mike, back to you. Sonic Mania. So so far, you're the only person I've seen have have that on your list. Oh, well, I guess everyone else doesn't have good taste. <laughs> but I've only seen the lists of um, uh, uh, you know, you guys, which of course right. not everyone's read except for Dean's maybe, and um, the favorite list at US Gamer. I mean, I guess I always was a little you know predisposed to like it a bit more than the average person just because of my kind of history with sonic and stuff like that yeah I, my thing was always um i was surprised how much i liked it because i never liked sonic very much yeah you're one of the sonic was never gooders yeah I, I always tried to like those games back i'm like oh i'm supposed to like this i mean i know i'm a nintendo you know fanboy. are the are, are the sonic never gooders better or worse than the never trumpers who have no power and do nothing i'm i <laughs> I, I believe i am probably worse if we're being honest here um, okay, Jason, how about you? Is there one from the right you would move over to the left? You know, at this point, I wouldn't. Okay, yeah, I think that's, that's perfectly I, I don't think any of those games, for me at least, 
uh, break into the top. Now, there's one that I can see other people making a case for, but I really don't like Horizon. Yeah, that's... my 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 reasons are very different than other people's reasons. Yeah, and I, I think that's and they come down they come down to my inability to stealth. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. You also haven't spelled horizon. Um, okay, uh, so then yeah, we could don't feel like you're compelled to to have to move something over. That's totally fine. Stephanie, how about you? Is there something you would move over? Um, I'm kind of in the same camp as Jason. I'm tempted to say Yakuza Zero, even though I've only played Kiwami, just because I love. Uh, Kiryu and like the way they do open world, but I haven't played played Yakuza Zero, so I don't feel like I should touch for that. <laughs> Man, that might disqualify it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I'll probably uh, hold. Maybe we should put Horizon up there because I, I too, because yeah. I do think there's some conversation to be had there. I mean, I. I think you're right. Uh, Dean, I, I mean, if Call of Duty is really your choice, I'll put it over there. But I, I, I'm telling you, I played that game for this moment in particular. In preparation. All right. Um, you played it for this moment. <laughs> exactly, yes. Because last year, like we, we we didn't play it. Only Dude, didn't play I should give you Duty. a raise for that. Exactly. Yes, damn right. <laughs> uh, that was, it, it was a lot of turmoil in my life to go through that. Um, okay. I, I hmm. There's a bunch of them here that I'm like, oh, I think I'd like to sneak it onto the list maybe. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, well, Which one would do you think would – because there's some ones that I like, too. But I'm like, I understand, like, generally yeah. they maybe shouldn't be on there. Yeah. I, I mean, know you like SteamWorld Dig 2 a lot, right? A whole, I like it a whole bunch. Uh, but I, I, I also wouldn't mind getting Cuphead or Shovel Knight on there. Um, I feel like Cuphead I, I kind s- of deserves a spot. If you were going we to do one more, I think maybe Cuphead. I think yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, I, I was so surprised when I saw Cuphead on Dean's. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Like, yeah, that that list is live, right? So I can like tweet that like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. This, this dude made it his number seven game of the year. It's like an old friend. Yeah, it's it's uh, Stockholm syndrome. Um, okay, uh, yeah. So we actually have 14 games on the left now. Uh, here, here's the stuff that we haven't like brought over that we haven't nominated to the the very final list. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids, Heat Signature, Shovel Knight, Specter of Torment. SteamWorld Dig 2, Yakuza 0, Assassin's Creed Origins, Metroid Samus Returns, and Torment Tides of Numenera. So what I think we should start doing now is going through these games and deciding if we want to eliminate them for good, move them over into the prey, you know, zone over there. Um, I, 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 you know, I think I might actually start. I, I, I like um, Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment a whole bunch. And so does Mike. Yeah, yes. both haven't. It was both of our number nines, I think, when I was looking at Mike's list, and and yeah, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, this is weird because mine's for nine as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those games like, okay, once you start like pushing against some of this other stuff, uh, yeah, right. I, it, I mean, it, it is lower on both of our lists, right. and it is also kind of. I mean, I know it's it's like technically DLC, which doesn't like mean a whole much, but it yeah, might be enough so, to get it over. It's so there. it's so good, it's but great. I, Right, but I, I I get like okay, it's really gonna appeal to uh, the people who played a lot of those games when they were kids, and that's not everybody. Like, there's a lot of different kinds of gamers these days. So if you don't have that nostalgia, maybe you wouldn't like it as much. I think you'd still appreciate it. It's a good game, but 
uh, it really spoke to me for that specific reason. So I, you know, I can see it like not needing to be on our top ten. Well, um, I had a couple questions about it. Yeah, please. Yeah. So number one, even though it's even though it's a, a, a an expansion pack, a DLC, but it really kind of makes a new game, correct? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so so that's one reason why it's worthy of discussion. Um, the other model, and I think this is really cool, is you know a developer supporting their game by essentially making a new game out of it. How many years? What? Five years after it released? Four years after it released? Mm-hmm. And three, part three, part three, of that five, is because yeah. this it was like originally stretch goals, these campaigns. I don't right. think they realized what they were getting into when they made those stretch goals on mm-hmm. uh, Kickstarter. Yeah, but, I, uh, I think like, I'm always glad to see that game's like continuing to sell because I'm like, okay, good. Right. I'm glad they're still yeah. making it in at all. Awesome, awesome thing. It keeps selling, and yeah. you know most people enjoy it when they pick it up. Now, is it a top ten game of the year? I don't know. I, I I haven't had a chance to get to it yet. That's one thing I'm playing on my vacation next week. Right. But you know, I I, I respect the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, of, well, it. of the developer. Yeah. And yeah. It's 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 one of those games where it's like when the uh, I played it on the Switch when the Switch first came out, and I was playing like that Blaster Master Zero, which is fine. I I like that quite a bit. But Shovel Knight was like, oh, no, this is like on a whole other level. It's like special. Oh yeah. Uh, so as uh, far as like these retro kind of games go, not, nothing's better than re- exactly. Uh, yeah, it's it's in a, cat- a class of its own in that category. But at the same time, I could think that the, category is maybe less impressive than some of these other games at this point. And and the other thing that's really cool about um, the Switch, bringing that up, is that that's got to be a great way to play it. Oh, it's the best way to play it. Yep. Um. Okay, uh, Mike. How about you make a cut, and we'll see if anyone has any hard feelings about it um i'll go ahead and throw one that i might be the biggest advocate for off the list and say metroid samus returns this was on my this my list isn't out yet but spoilers it's going to be on there i did enjoy this a lot but, you know, compared to some of the other things, it is, you know, kind of de- relying on a lot, of, a lot of, like, what the series has already done well before. Uh, it does introduce some new things, which is nice. It, it is really cool, and it was, I think it was exactly the game we needed for, like, this long hiatus for Metroid. But Yeah, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, because isn't it's, it just a remaster? It's not a remaster, it's a remake. Yeah. Which is, it's which like implies, a, like, a different A reimagining, right? almost. Okay, so how is it different than the original game? Because I played this one on 2DS, but I never played the Game Boy version. I think the well, the mechanics are a lot different. There's a you think you have like free aiming, you have this counter base attack thing. I think the map is I think largely similar, but again different. There's there's kind of like just design tweaks everywhere. I think the boss fights are completely uh, different. It, it's almost kind of like remember that Z- Metroid Zero mission, like how it was like kind of a remake of uh, Metroid One. It, it's it, it's like that. Which was a very fun game to play. Yeah, yeah oh, super good. But in terms of just, like, why this was, like, the one we needed to come back to, because Other M was this experience that, like, tried to do something different that people didn't like, and the Federation Force was, again, very different, and a lot of people didn't like that. This was kind of the time to go a little bit back to basics for the series. Yeah. So the thing I really had a visceral reaction about was the free aiming and the uh, perspective, the 2.5. I really liked Metroid it at two 2d and i had a very visceral reaction to it i played the game i probably put about five or six hours into it and i'd like to get back to it but you know my yeah. hands and the 2ds don't get along very well and it just hurts after a little while playing it but um 
Yeah, it, it it just rubbed me wrong. It didn't feel Metroid to me. See, I, I never had... It, it felt pretty Metroid-y to me. I kind of liked the 2.5D perspective. Again, because it was a little different um, with the 3D on. And I'm like one of the people who does still like to play 3D on sometimes. It actually did add some neat depth with the backgrounds. And it was cool how during some fights, the camera could actually move around just a little bit to kind of make things seem a little bit more uh, dynamic. Like, you know, the, the thing is, is this better than Super Metroid? No, but it right. was a lot of fun. Yeah, my thing is I played a Metroid-style game that I, that I liked better this year, and that was SteamWorld Dig 2. So I'm like, eh, I, I, I really like what Metroid Samus Returns was doing. I think that the it could have been better in some certain ways. They could, they could have actually just stick, stuck with some old art and made it 60 frames per second uh, to make those uh, controls feel even a little bit more snappier. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the world, I think, looked really good in 3D, but if you had the 3D turned off, I don't, I don't think the game looked very good. Um, but yeah, I, it, other than that, it, I was really enjoying it, but I also didn't finish it. So, um, okay. Yeah. I'm going to move it over to the prey zone. Wait, do you hear which I, the, the, TM, J- J- thank you for that. Jason's trying to get something in there. Um, Jason, is there Jeff? a game from the right that you would, uh, want to move over us. to the, to the elimination area? Yeah, I was, I wanted, I wanted to say also, I, I felt that the switch, because you're talking about switch having a good Metroid like, uh, the other one it has is Axiom Verge, which to me feels fantastic on it right okay yeah. so now you had a question for me yeah is there one from the 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 finalist list that you would want to move over to the elimination area well i would want to move it over if there were you know part of me wants to move it over but i was thinking about torment tides of numenera a lot last night one billion years in the future a man found a way to cheat death A seeker of knowledge and wisdom, he wanted to leave an unforgettable mark on the world. In his quest for everlasting legacy, he discovered ancient technology that allowed him to transfer his consciousness to a body of his own design. And I was thinking, there's a lot of baggage there and past stuff that I think makes people appreciate it more than others may not. Um, as I was going through the history of how we got to Torment, mm-hmm. uh, it was on Kickstarter. Folks know that. That's that's no surprise. Um, but Torment also is, you know, what they call a quote-unquote spiritual successor to Planescape Torment, which in itself is a game based on a D&D campaign setting. But, you know, you're going through it, and this Torment, Tides of Numenera, has... You know, it's based on a setting written by Monty Cook, who was one of the people who wrote the Planescape D&D setting um, and added a lot to that over the years. And then you throw in the fact that it's got other writers who also worked on Planescape Torment game. And it's like, I appreciate it from all these other angles. And mm-hmm. of course, the Numenera book itself that I'm not sure other people who just came to it as a video game have. And I don't think it's fair to bring that perspective to it. Oh, okay. So it doesn't like it's not necessarily all self-contained within the game itself, the, the game experience itself. So, well, the uh, game, the game experience is self-contained, but the fact that I have this, you know, legacy going back to like 1993 with it, and people that I've read in other forms, and I mean, Chris Avalone is one of the writers, and you know, the Fallout guy, and he's been working on Pillars and all kinds of great things at Obsidian, and it, it, it's just that once I started thinking about it. It got so convoluted in my head, all these different paths and trails that lead to it, that I was wondering, okay, I appreciate this game so much because it's got a fantastic writing. You know, it's got this huge writing staff who contributed to it. Um, you know, people like Bonnie Cook and, and, and 
and Chris Avalone and Colin McNobe. And at the same time, they've done so much other things and so much more that, you know, it, it, it's, it's really hard to get that appreciation over, if, if that makes sense. It's well, like the can... scope, the scope of what went into it is so big, it's really hard for me to distill why that's relevant to people who don't know that scope. Yeah, no, I think it makes some sense. Uh, yeah. It kind of makes me think, because I, I kind of have the same thing going with Sonic Mania, to be honest, right? Like, a lot of my enjoyment <laughs> that game, I'm sorry. A lot of my enjoyment of that game kind of depends on a lot of other gaming baggage that goes along with it. Not literally just, like, the other Genesis Sonic games, but, like, kind of, like, the fact that, like, it was ones, away yeah. for a while and stuff, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and it's um its leveling system is different than what you'd get in a divine divinity or pillars or the old you know in older rpgs and some of it comes about from your actions like you would in a skyrim game and some of it comes from points and um upon reflection i was thinking well you know the leveling could be better mm-hmm. well but uh, the story is fantastic um you can get through a lot of the game without having any comments the environments are interesting the places you go are interesting but i don't think it cracks that top 10 yeah, fair enough. Okay, I think that's totally fair. Um, okay, so we've moved it over to, to with with Prey and Shovel Knight and Metroid. Um, yeah. But if Ste- you like if you like old RPGs, you should play it. Stephanie, is there anything from the, the nominees that you would want to eliminate right now? I think for me, it would probably be Assassin's Creed Origins. played for sure i think it's good but you know i don't know about top 10 yeah i'll say i played it and i'm not sure if it's good yeah i mean i didn't really like it i thought it was kind of boring but the Mm -hmm. parts that like the boss fights i thought really great i just wanted more of that and like fewer side quests because these weren't like impactful like ties of numenera side quests with like lots of story and lots of characters this was like chores like pick up eggs fight off some enemies you know it was just like super i don't know i didn't like it. i thought it was very routine yeah, yeah i remember when i was playing it i got very excited when like i got to alexandria i was like oh this is cool like uh-huh. this is really neat how a video game can take me to this ancient like lost city and then i walked around there and then the things i was like told to do in there were just so boring to me they're exactly the same no matter where you go i feel like it's sort of squandering the beautiful environments and i do like bayek you know, and I feel like he's like a he's like a pretty cool character, and I like that who's Bayek? Cats, uh, the protagonist. The main yeah. Okay, for those who those who haven't played. Yeah, I like the I do like the main character, and I like that you can visit villages of cats, and you can stand next to them, and he'll pet them. You know, game but... of the year, game of the year. <laughs> yeah, but it couldn't save it. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can feel that. I, I, it's a game I, I think I also wanted to like more. I only played like five hours and just never, it never clicked for me. Um, yeah. Dean, how about Dean? How about you? Is there a, a game you would eliminate? Um, I had a question about Assassin's Creed. 
Oh, yeah, go ahead, ask it, for sure. So you're talking about the side quests. Can something like that, where it's being made by several studios across the world, have those kind of impactful side quests when so many different people are mucking around with it? Is that something that could be accomplished? Because you take a look at The Witcher, and you've got some impactful side quests. Mm-hmm. I think that it's But, possible. I mean, they're very different games. Yeah, I think it's possible. I just feel like maybe they didn't decide on... The, t- the parts of the world that they wanted to explore with the side quest. You know, it's not like there's a side, like there are a few side quests I feel like that go into what it's like to be living back then, you know, like what it's like to have um, Greece on one side of you and Egypt on the other. And there's like this culture clash and also these like sort of, you know, clashes between classes and things like that. There are like maybe a handful of side quests that sort of investigate that a little bit more. But more often than not, it feels like they're just there for you to level up, and you have to level up because you can't like go on certain quests or complete certain objectives without being at a certain level. So they kind of padded it out. So instead of like exploring the world or meeting new characters or you know like sort of following a kind of thematic you know mission, it just felt like it was just there for one simple purpose with nothing else, like no other substance around it. Right. Um, yeah. but, but I do think it's possible, right? Like if you went to your different studios and said, "Hey, maybe you can you can take a look at you know this part of what society was like, or maybe explore this idea," and then they bring it all together, then maybe it would have been a little bit more uh, engaging. It does look like a game that was built by five hundred or more people, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, yeah. it's just it's just like. Uh, you know, some of those side quest writers may not have known what was going on in the rest of the campaign. Right. I, and I think, I mean, yeah. the, like Jason, you said, it's like a very different from game from Witcher. But I mean, Assassin's Creed Origins, I think, is the most Witcher-like Assassin's Creed. They definitely took a, inspiration from that, uh, and I think that's maybe why we do feel it falls apart because it doesn't have those those it doesn't have as much meaning in all of its actions as something like The Witcher does. Um, all right, Dean, uh, let's get back to you. What would you eliminate from this list uh, uh, that's remaining? That's, again, that's Mario plus Rabbids, Heat Signature, SteamWorld Dig 2, and Yakuza 0. I mean, I didn't really play much of any of these games except Mario, so I wouldn't actually um, feel like I, I need to pull anything off. I would have pulled off Assassin's Creed as well. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So I, 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 I don't know if we necessarily need to uh, – does anybody yeah, want to save any of these games? I guess yeah, is kind of the question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I would just point out that like three of these games I'm super duper into, but I, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to push any of them into the top ten. So, uh, I'll start with uh, Mario plus Rabbids. I, this one I'll, I'll probably feel the best about eliminating, eliminating just because uh, outside of the tactical combat, everything else in that game is really boring and I, oh, bad. Like the puzzles. Yeah, no, like the gameplay is super fun. I still don't like the rabbits. They didn't really take the opportunity to do anything interesting story wise, the same way like maybe Mario RPG did. Yeah, maybe. Was, I, 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 yeah. 
I was kind of feeling so. I was like feeling like the mm-hmm. the, the Peach Rabbit and uh, Mario Rabbit. I actually think is actually is great. Uh, he does some good stuff. Yeah. That, that's fine. I, I'm not going to make you like the rabbits, Mike. That's not how I spend <laughs> my time in my life. Um, yeah. so, you kind of make it sound you know what, now. You know what my kids did when we went to Toys R Us last weekend? Oh, God, they grabbed one of the Minions' fart guns and ran through the store shooting oh. each other with fart guns. Oh. I have total Minions. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have, I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. I was predisposed to hate this game because yeah. of the Minions. I think because I mean, because the rabbits they're not the minions but I call them the proto minion. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are the beginning. Yes. <laughs> the they are the ones minions. that came before. <laughs> yeah. The yeah they're totally the ur minions. Yeah. That's a very good way to say it, Steph. Um. So yeah, we, we can move that one over. I just think those uh the puzzles, the they were so they were just like block moving oh, puzzles. God. They were, they were awful. really bad. And then um, I think the overworld was actually, like, really easy to get lost in, which made no sense. It was such a waste of time. Um, some of these other games that I, I – That sounds like the rabbits themselves. Maybe the rabbits made the overworld. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could definitely just, I think, eliminate Yakuza 0. I don't think we any of us have played it enough. Eh. Uh, and I, I guess, I mean, it's a ra- rather old game in Japan. It just only just came out here, which, I, I don't know, kind of makes it a little bit, a little bit weirder. I, I, I will say, though, I love uh, the main image we had in our review of it. With the mini car, or was that something else? Yeah, where he's got this huge aggressive stance, and he's throwing you a, you know, looking at you with a little slot car. (laughs) It it seems like a really silly and, like, fun game where, like, all these characters are, like, supposed to be, like, these serious dudes, and they're just totally getting into, like, like cartoon circumstances a lot of times. I'm really glad that this is where uh, the Shinmu legacy has led. I want to spend more time with it, but uh, I just haven't. Heat Signature... Ever since man first knocked man through a plate glass window, we have looked up at the stars and wondered, what if we could do that, but in space? Well, then that man would be in space, and someone would have to make all that space. And that's why Heat Signature took three and a half years. You play a contractor, living in a remote nebula, taking on missions to break into spaceships. Breaking into spaceships is a ridiculous job that will certainly get you killed. But luckily, there are easy missions you can choose. Yeah, I love this game a ton. Uh, it's a game where you're just, you know, you're flying around space. You are taking over other spaceships by infiltrating them with one guy. Uh, if you're that that guy gets caught, a lot of times they'll like throw you out into space. And I think I remember the moment where I was like, okay, this game is for me. Is I was trying to infiltrate a rather hard mission. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like because you get options. Like when you go out to take a mission, it's like, oh, this easy one for a small reward, a medium or a hard. I'm like, I'm gonna actually just try one of these hard ones. And I, I went in there and I tried to like play it like I did all the other ones where I'll just I'll shoot my way through this. And I got caught and they threw me out into space through through an airlock. And you have like about a hundred seconds in game time uh, before your character dies, and you, it gives you the option to remote control a spaceship to come like save you, like your spaceship. So I, I was able to like rendezvous, like basically like dock in space with myself, you know, just floating out there at like you know thousands of meters per second. Uh, with my ship and like just sort of very carefully bring them together to save my character and i'm like okay so i i'm in rough shape because if i get expelled into space again i haven't recovered any of that time so now i have like 10 seconds left if i get shot out into space but instead of like going back to my base and taking on another mission i went back after that ship got back at them docked again this time i stealthed my way through it was able to kill everybody and it was like okay this is very good it was very dramatic even though it's like got this very uh, basic sort of uh, simple 2D top-down uh, you know visual style, 
but it just gives you so many ways to approach everything that I was really loving it. But no one else has played it, and there's other games that I'm more interested in making the top ten than that. Uh, finally, Steam World did Take you, Two. Did yeah, you ahead. use the Force in space? Oh yeah, of course. To yeah, get I was, back to your ship. I, I Mary Poppin' my way back in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Steam World Dig Two. like this one to make the top 10 but i I'm looking it's at the, good i'm looking at the list on the left and it's just yeah, i feel bad about not playing this one. Oh, yeah. mike you would love it i probably yeah, would you're going to love it yeah so the, the thing about steam world dig 2 is uh and i wrote this in my top 10 it has like the best like just sort of gameplay loop of maybe any game i've played this year where you start out on the surface and your goal is to go down underground to like find this, this MacGuffin or whatever um and you know, when you first go in, you could only go, you know, so far down before you've collected too many jewels, and now you can't really do much else because if you progress, you don't have the right tools, and it's taking too long, and the enemies are too dangerous. So you go back to the surface, and you turn in those jewels uh, to get some money, and you could buy upgrades and, you know, uh, upgrade your character or whatever. And now next time, you can go a little bit further and carry a little bit more uh, and find checkpoints that are further down, and these checkpoints are just pneumatic tubes that, like, shoot you up or down if you want. Um and then, you know, it, it, I, I love that loop. And then on top of that, like, you're very compelled to keep going down and searching that world because the world is very interesting. And you always feel like, okay, behind this next cavern or this next, you know, you know past these next enemies, there's going to be something cool down here for me that's going to make my character even better. Uh, so you just – you find yourself just going back and forth, back and forth, just like circular, uh, returning to the surface to, you know, improve your character, going back underground, back to the surface, back underground. And it's like so it's so well paced uh, that I just I blaze through this game uh, in a, you know in a day and or you know day, a day or two and it's about a eight nine hour experience so I'm like oh, I was just playing this nonstop uh, but yeah you can make it longer if you decide to just explore more underground For sure. and focus on just that you know getting materials and bringing it back loop yep and there's and there's and so which, much to which like, my, you like 100% the world you can make it a qu- quite a bit longer too yeah yeah and, and that's what my chi- my children do they yeah. they love that yeah uh and steam world heist is coming out for the switch very soon i'm gonna be playing that nonstop. but I, i'm i'm ready to eliminate this one it, it's a bummer but it'll be in my top 10 we all have to make sacrifices jeff yeah i think so yeah. I, oh you, you know, okay well, actually i have an idea let's eliminate call of duty world war 2 and put steam world <laughs> dig 2 over there and i'll feel much better okay all right fine Okay, so like we didn't actually make any exchanges there, so but we've talked through those games, so I feel good about all the eliminations we made. Here's our top 15 so far, uh, in no particular order. Um, Super Mario Odyssey, Divinity Original Sin 2, Night in the Woods, Hellblade, Zelda, Persona 5, What Remains of Edith Finch, Near, Automa- Near Automata, Wolfenstein 2, PUBG, Sonic Mania, Horizon Zero Dawn, Call of Duty, World War II, and Cuphead. Um, okay, so I think what we should do, we're just, I, I'll reverse the order. This time, we'll start with Dean, and we'll go counterclockwise. Uh, Dean, what game from this 15 would you want to remove? 
You know, I, I'm afraid that Sonic Mania just doesn't do much for me. Stop! Wait, like stop for a second, Dean. Game. We right. here's what I mean. I've always wondered this: What is yeah. your history with retro games? Like, were you playing the NES and Super NES and Sega Genesis, or did you kind of get in with like Microsoft and Xbox and stuff? What, well, like, you, as an as an old guy, right? So, yeah. So yeah, I was playing Pong when it came out. Right? Okay. I was playing in, in television uh, at home. I had it um, in television too. God, that thing was uh, better than Atari. Yeah, I didn't was, have I, I didn't have an uh, I didn't have an Atari console. I didn't have a Nintendo console. I okay. was playing uh, a lot of games in the arcades in those days. Oh, and man. then uh, Dean I went with to, a like, leather the jacket arc- and like owning an arcade. That's the best image ever. Okay, yeah, keep, keep from going. The, from the from the arcades to uh, PC games, right? Okay. And so like uh, like you know uh, you know sim games, strategy games. Uh, that Lord, sounds Lord that sounds that makes some Wing, sense. Wing so. Commander. So these so, games, yeah, like I, these like mascot yeah, games of, that like me and Mike grew up on, or whatever. Yeah, I didn't. That, I didn't have a Super Nintendo, right? So, right. I mean, it's just not in my. And like, you didn't have a Genesis for, know, for Mario. Sonic. I, you know, I got to play a lot of Mario, but you know, otherwise, uh, no, I didn't play a ton of these things. Okay. All right. Okay. That that makes sense. All right. I'm I'm totally okay with that. I'm glad I've, I actually solved this mystery for myself. Um, Okay, so 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 Sonic Mania, it, 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 like you yeah, played Sonic it, and Mania, it doesn't do it for it you. It feels like I played that game a long time ago, and I'm playing it again. I don't understand why I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. It, it, in your defense, it is very much a love letter to Sonic fans specifically, and a lot of the things that are different and new are kind of again nuanced more towards the fans of those things. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, I'm not gonna raise it. It's it just uh, yeah. it has to get off. Yeah, I, I think if yeah, I think we're gonna get to a point where. People are are going to raise big stinks, but I, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I think this one might not be worth the fight. Um, Sonic Mania, we've moved, we've eliminated. That's that's fine. Uh, Bye, Sonic. I love you. So I think Stephanie, it's over to you. Is there something from the top fourteen ish now that you would move over and get rid of? Okay, so before, <laughs> so this isn't a personal attack. Oh God, and, oh, and I, I admire <laughs> and respect all of you. Oh no! <laughs> and I consider you friends, <laughs> but can oh, somebody explain to me why everybody loves Super Mario Odyssey so much? Yahoo! Here we go, off the rails. Did you know it's time to raise our sails? It's freedom like you never. <laughs> wow, going for the jugular. Maybe after I have a stiff drink, I can explain. It. I don't know. Because I, I just don't like. No, 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 no. So you boring. need to explain why you don't yeah, love it. So start that. Yeah, because okay. So yeah, that's a good point. We're, we're we're eliminating games, and what are the reasons you don't like it? I just think it's so boring. Like it I don't understand. Ever made? I don't see <laughs> how any of these mechanics are new. You know, like I like there. This was the Wii, you know, and <laughs> like I just I, okay. feel like it's it's perfect for the Switch. I'm sure it's a good game, you know. 
and like it's um, solid like solid execution but there's no story there's well, like it's just mario cares? you know and like yeah but okay all right all right okay so if you are coming to games looking for narratives or stuff you can get from i think a lot of other mediums i could see mario not really registering i i guess my thing is if you are coming to games looking for what games like do really well which is interactions with systems physics uh controlling a you know an uh, an avatar on the screen and seeing how it can poke and prod at a world and create interesting interactions I, I don't know if there's actually a game on this list that does that better than Mario, except for maybe Zelda, maybe. But uh, but uh, yeah. the, 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 and the thing about Mario Divinity is it's not does just it like well too. it's not uh, yeah it, yeah Divinity does it well in a, in a very different way where the the um it is much more like a chemistry sort of system actually again similar to Zelda, uh but like for, for Mario it is it's not just like running around and jumping on on people's heads anymore it's non-stop assault of new ways to to uh have this character interact with the world whether it's uh and, and you know, a lot of that is like the, the characters you could take over like turning into bullet bill and trying to fly through it through a you know an obstacle course or whatever or uh you know t- taking over a dinosaur which is kind of just a silly distraction but it's like so well paced because at any moment you can look in any direction and see okay this world was built for me right now to be like, what do I want to do? And if I look and see something that's interesting, you're going to go over there and it's something you can play with and interact with and do, you know, do whatever. And they've, they've really spent a lot of time to keep that stuff interesting. I think I, yeah, it's not, it, there's no story. And yeah, I think that's, I mean, I, let, I don't know. I, I always, I always make this comparison, but it's one I haven't made maybe in a few months. So I'm going to do it again. Jazz doesn't have a story either. And jazz music is just fine. Like, yeah. I like I don't. I think, but, I think no. in the in the same way, it's okay for the man who played maybe... jazz for years begs to differ. Jazz does have stories. J- jazz has stories, uh, but so does playing Mario. But Mario doesn't have a story, and there are no lyrics in most jazz songs. Is what I'm saying. Like no one's going to jazz. And like oh yeah, that's like oh this is going to be like, winning literature awards. And Mario's in the, in, you know, in the same way. It doesn't have uh, an inherent plot. Like that's what I'm saying. Uh, but even without, even just looking at the controls, like for instance, like I think the last time I felt like the controls felt super great was like maybe like Ori in the Blind Forest just felt like super juicy and super responsive. And I don't get what people are saying Ori? about, <laughs> I just don't understand what people are saying about like, I think Super Mario Odyssey feels good, but it doesn't feel like amazing like it doesn't feel oh. like a revelation you know like so i don't I understand think, why everyone's like yeah, so... i don't know i think I'm, is... I'm actually kind of with uh steph on this where um <laughs> you know it's 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 not terribly exciting to me uh being able to throw a hat um you know oh my god that's and, not the game you know, though <laughs> I, I mean you know throw it at throw it a hat and not actually knowing exactly where i'm aiming when i'm throwing a hat it's like, you're it, it in front of you. What do you mean you don't know what you're aiming? Yeah, you just it's, always he yeah, always throws it in front of him. Yeah, you know. I, okay, and, but but you're not like the game is not throwing like, a hat. The game like yeah. sometimes you throw a hat. Yeah, but that's not what the game is. like. But you throw I, a hat, you know, take over, a, a, take over a creature. Beautiful mechanic to me. It's, it's yeah, because but a, that's okay. That's that's, that's mean, not. It's such a minuscule part of the whole game. Like the hat is like just the new attack button. You'd be like, oh, Mario punched in Mario sixty four. So I don't like Mario because punching's boring. Like what? Like that's not. I don't know. That's just not enough for me to like be like, so I, I get what you're saying. So if I could intrude here for a second. So no. I'm kind of like yeah, in the middle ground between Mike and Jeff and Stephanie and Dee. Um, I enjoyed it. 
you know, I had to come up with a way, I had to figure out, originally it wasn't going to be on my top 10 list, and it ended up on my top 10 list. And for me, it wasn't because I felt the, it wasn't just because I felt the game was an excellent game. I have some problems for it. You know, Jeff says the controls are tight. I don't feel that tightness, but that could just be, you know, I have old man hands, so it could be that. Um, I think the camera is bad, but I don't think any 3D platformer will ever get a good camera. But, um, you know, and taking over things, you know, oh, I can take over a bullet bill, but I did that three levels ago, so why is it different here? But it's but, really um, doing what, it one level, what, though, really. Like, let me, be, like, yeah, let me finish. Let me finish. What, what set it over for me was the joy that seeing this Mario evoked to my children and how for them, just talking about it, we would walk all the way to school, which is about a mile and a half from my house. And they would talk the whole time about it and seeing the way it lit their fires for more from this world and to see what else Nintendo could make and what else is possible with Mario to me is what enabled the for me. And when we talk about what stories are, some games have a narrative and some don't. Mario doesn't have a narrative very Not much, really. but the narrative for Mario is what you do with it, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. I, can, can I say some things? Please, Mike, yeah. I just, you know, I, I'm not saying that this is uh, the best game of the year only. I'm saying this is one of the, like, probably five best games I've probably <laughs> ever played. I, yeah. Just to get, uh, like, we're talking about, like, to me, when I mean smoothness, what I mean is when whatever I want to do in this game, I can do it without, it feels like, any kind of hindrance control-wise. Well, you I can... see, I disagree, but that's because you have a skill that maybe others don't have. Yeah, but the, well, point, the, the point is, is that the game enables him because he has that skill, yeah. where other games don't. Right. No, I think, yeah, there is just, and, uh, you know, the hat thing, the controlling the enemies, I think that's neat. I, I enjoy that. But even more so than, than that, just the way that they really, like, keep adding things to Mario's arsenal to the point where you can do these ridiculous kind of acrobatic moves where you see this long way to go around to get to an objective, but instead of that, if you're really creative and kind of ambitious, you could, like, side jump onto the wall, wall jump off that, throw your hat, like, dive onto your hat, go up in the air more, face the other way, dive off that, and then get there, and the game rewards you for it. It's not like you're breaking the game. The game's yeah. like, oh, yes, good job. That was really uh, clever of you. Yeah, they put, like, coins up on those places and, like, oh, yeah, you weren't supposed to get up here? Actually, no, we knew you were going to be doing this. Here's some coins to sh just to show that we realized you would be probably be trying this kind of stuff. Um, and <coughs> the other thing is just a couple other things, like the unbound creativity, where every level is just kind of different and, and beautiful uh, or unique, and they, each one offers something different, whether it's, like, a new enemy or, or something that you're uh, kind of taking over. And sometimes it's just so, it's just like so fun and whimsical. Like sometimes you're taking over a creature or sometimes it's like a dinosaur. Like one time to get one of the moons, there's just a rock like in the way of it. You literally <laughs> take over the rock and now you're a Mario as a rock. And it's not like a cutesy Mario rock. It's just a rock. And you're just very slowly rolling away from it. Like stuff like that just, just absolutely kills me. Just some of the surprises, some of the presentation. Yeah. Uh, we talked before about the, uh, the New Donk City, the uh, the festival scene, just how how crazy fun that was. And then now, how far? How far? You know, for the people who may not have played it or have gotten to that far, how far is New Donk City? Because a lot of people talk about it, but if you didn't stick with the game long enough, how would you know? I think that's just a few hours in. Yeah, it's just a few uh, hours. It's if you, I, point, I guess. If you didn't get the New York New Donk City, I feel like 
you probably didn't play enough of the game to really have a full enough opinion okay, on it. I, it took me ten hours to get to New Dog City. I, I think you can like you can dawdle in those other levels yeah. if you want, but if you like really kind of the game does encourage you to keep moving a little bit faster than that. Uh, but I, I, I just want to add two points to Mike. So about the controls, it's it, it is a, a a direct lineage of Mario sixty four, and what I really appreciate is they were like okay. We've been actually trying to like simplify the 3D Mario games because the 2D games sell better. Uh, so clearly, there's a, a disconnect for some people getting to 3D games. So how do we how do we keep these 3D games simple? It's what they've done for a long time. That that was Super Mario uh, uh, Super Mario World or 3D World or whatever it was, um, which I liked a lot. I really do appreciate that game. What Odyssey does though is like actually no, the, our gamers are savvy. They are capable. They can handle these games just fine. Let's give them even more tools. And so as I'm playing this game, uh, the, the, like the idea of like jumping on your hat, that's something we showed in the trailer. I think a lot of people probably were playing the game like, I never need to do this. But if you actually like take the time to like just familiar, familiar or to, like, if, actually, if you give yourself the chance, if you're like, actually, I am going to try that. It's a little complicated, but I'm going to try it. Uh, it's like, okay, I, I'm seeing where I can maybe use this to take some of these shortcuts. But as you're playing it, the, game, the, the, the controls are so tight and are so precise and are so accurate that – when I am in situations where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to blaze through this part and I miss a jump, uh, half the time that I miss a jump, I am able to just from reflex without thinking, throw my hat, jump on it, bounce, throw my hat again to like pause yourself in the air and then do a, uh, an air dive and get back to safety. Um, that sort of recovery mechanic is something that you I only ever really see in other games from speedrunners, people who are super professionals who like spend all their time with one or two games trying to perfect them. And I'm like, I'm doing this just because I've been playing this game for a bunch of hours, and I've, uh, it, you know, and I just kind of figured it out, and I give myself the time to actually try it. Uh, but the point is, is that this game enables someone like me to feel that same experience, which I just that that's where I'm like, okay, th these controls are above and beyond some of the other games uh, or most other games. Um, and, and then uh, I don't know the the other big point would just be that. Well, actually, I, I can't remember it. <laughs> it left my head. I can't remember. Oh, well. I, the one other thing I want to say, too, is just how much I enjoyed, like, the quote-unquote end game here, where oh, going yeah. through the campaign was super fun and kind of like a roller coaster, like, nonstop. Then there was just a completely other fun thing of going through, getting every single one of these moves, and each single one was, you know, was, was kind of no. fun in its own way. And That's then the, the accomplishment one, yeah. I felt after doing all of that work. So basically what I'm coming back to, like, if, if, if I could only make one assertion, if I could just... If I had to only save Mario for the list and then walk away from the rest of this discussion, <laughs> I would do it. No, Mar I feel that strongly about Mario's Mario. Mario's not going anywhere. Mario's staying on this list. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I feel but that I strongly about still, it too. I don't, still don't get it. Like, but, but that's, just, that's fair. That's, but fine, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Oh uh, well, there. I like Ga Galaxy is another one of my favorites, but Galaxy is a bit more uh, linear. It depends a bit more on kind of uh, gimmicky motion control stuff. His moveset isn't as complicated, so you can't do some of these fun, like, recovery things we're talking about, some of these really interesting kind of skips and, and jumps. I and, like, and, like, the gravity physics are really better. good in Galaxy, but the physics are even better in Odyssey, where if you're running around the inside of a bowl, you could feel Mario, like, kind of, like, his momentum, his inertia is pulling you back down to the, to the bottom of that, that basin. Um, and I'm like, that feels, it feels so good. Like you could feel it when you're playing the game in a way that you don't feel that weight in so many other games. Uh, but m my other big point was, uh, 
these moons, the way that they are set around the world, there are there's like several tiers of difficulty of finding moons uh, to the point where you might just stumble into one, but like just find it. Like, oh, that was that was really easy. That's, that doesn't seem like a big deal. But the point is, is that okay? Yeah, you found one just sort of by exploring the world. That's fine. But if you want, if you see something like over there, like there's a you know one over there like way off in the edge of the map. Like, how do I even get that? It's like hidden inside some bricks, and I see the bricks glowing. And you could take the time to figure that out because there's a little bit of an ad- adventure game element where, like, no, this is an actual puzzle, and I need to understand the way the world works to figure that out. And uh, then you t- like, okay, I got to actually fly a bullet bill over there. Uh, and th- this is like the one section where there is uh, a lot of bullet bills. There's, they're not in a lot of levels, but uh, you take over the bullet bill, you fly him over there, and they're like, okay, I'm I'm actually not making it. And like, okay, I got to shake the controller to go a little bit faster. It's like the one time where motion controls are required. Uh, and you know, you get over there, you're like, okay, I actually figured that one out. But then you never ex- really have to use that mechanic ever again because the world just – it never tries to repeat itself. Everything is different. Everything is uh, uh, on a different level of difficulty, and it gives you the chance to explore and experience the game on your own terms. If you want to just keep finding the most easiest moons, you can. But if you get bored with that, there are a million challenges around the world at any time uh, that it's like, okay. They just, they've just built this world in a way that is so – uh, holistically thought out that I, yeah, I, it didn't stay See on that, that sounds so inelegant to me. Like, why would you introduce one mechanic and then never use it again in the rest of the game? Because it's not necessary, yeah. necessarily. Because the game's not about it's... any one mechanic. It's about you exploring this. The, like, the the world yeah. is, is the game. The, the, the game is you, like, standing, okay, so you go in the middle of the map and you look around and like at any from any place you stand, you're going to see three or four things that are going to draw your attention. And I think it would be really boring if you went to each one of those things and they were exactly the same, which is right. a, thing, a problem it, with a lot of video games. It, it, the other thing too is when they introduce a mechanic, maybe you don't need it to do things, but almost all of them will help you do something more efficiently or better. Yeah, it, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you don't need to shake your controller to make the bullet bill go faster for but most help, of the time. It'll help you, you can, later on if you like once you realize right. that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like they, like the mechanics aren't necessary, but they do help. Can I, mean, I ask? It sounds a little like you guys are um, saying the moment-to-moment uh, uh, action you do with your hands is is something that you guys really like. I mean, is this exactly like Cuphead? Then, I mean, uh, do you feel there's a comparison there? I no. mean, they're definitely uh, mechanic-focused games, I guess. You know, yeah, yeah. Just it's Cuphead's not on the same level in terms of like that i have a question for mike and jeff sure um imagine that you had limited use of your hands how could this be because you're talking all about the things you could do you know one thing i always try to think of with my game of the years is okay how can somebody who needs some sort of assistance to play the game experience it at a game of the year level that you're talking about maybe they can't uh I, i don't know like maybe the I don't know I, I I think there's a lot it depends on the nature of the disability uh, I, I I think a person who is who doesn't have use of vision I think would be have a, a hard time with most of the games on our lists uh, people who um, uh, you know the people who don't uh, who, yeah maybe if you if you only have one hand if you're an amputee I think yes you would have a hard time with most of the games on this list maybe you'd have an easier time with some of the other ones and I, th- I think. You know, able gamers does a really good job of, of helping people understand that stuff beforehand. I I, I don't think able gamers uh, ever they they never seem to penalize mechanics. I don't think they ever want to say we don't want these these kinds of games to exist or to be praised because they are difficult for us. We want just the 
as many accessibility accessibility options as possible in all games at all times. Um, and if you if you go to that, I don't know most of these games don't meet those requirements. Uh, I think you can find most of them don't have colorblind modes, and there's a lot okay. of colorblind people. So, so I, let's take it up one more notch. What about the person who doesn't have the skill to experience a lot of what you're just talking about? The, the, what, but but can still appreciate. How could they appreciate that game, this game, in a game of the year manner? Uh, your kids. Um, I mean, isn't the example your kids? Like you said, your kids were like they can't stop talking about it. Are your kids explain? Are, are, they, are they like super super skilled at everything, or, or are they just kind of playing it like a kid would play it? I, oh, I mean, they're pl- totally playing it like a kid would play it. I think that's I just the, that's you know think that. I, I would just think that this might be a way for you to be a, to, to better bridge what you're trying to explain to Stephanie, who's not yeah. getting it. Maybe I'm just dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's fine. I, I think that, you know, looking at the games that Stephanie likes, I, I could see where she likes. She wants, wants games that have these 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 stories, these characters, and, and all this stuff that I, I, right. I get. There's a lot of good games, especially this year, that do that stuff really well. And Mario is not that game at all. I also grew up with Mario. Yeah, that might be part yeah, of it. that's certainly. But, but they, I think if this game had um, any other character other than Mario, it would have been people would have lost their mind more than they did because it's so it's so good. It's like how how did some developer out of nowhere with a new character make this game? But because it's Nintendo and it's Mario, I think there's ex- expectations are set a little bit higher. Um, really, I feel like it's the opposite. Uh, no, like, I, I feel like sure. it wouldn't be appreciated as much if it weren't. So Mario. if this one hundred so thousand percent. If this was Buzz, if Bubsy was this game, if it was Bubsy or instead. Super Lucky's Tale, or, or Super yeah. Lucky's Tale, and people are like, oh, like, yes, they would have been like, this is a fourteen out of ten. Like, yeah. I think we gotta move on and discuss. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> st- so, so st- no, no, we have to do these conversations. That's good. But that means we don't have to talk about Mario so much later. But Stephanie, Mario's staying on the list. <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> what what else would you cut? Rejected. I'll get my resignation letter away then. <laughs> For me. Uh, yeah, um, what else would you cut? Yeah. Because I think we have to, like, you have to make a cut, but people are also allowed to be like, say, no, this one's definitely staying on. Yeah, that's tough then. I don't know, yeah. maybe Cuphead? Well, Cuphead and his Pelbug Man, they like to roll the dice. By chance they came on Devil's Game and they paid the price. Paid the price. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe I think maybe we can cut Cuphead. Uh, I, so we. Have... I was wondering when we we're gonna talk about Cuphead. <laughs> I'm cutting Cuphead because it was me to my friend Dean. <laughs> Get out of here, Cuphead. Nobody I mean, likes you. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about you know being able to play a game you're not skilled at, Cuphead is that for sure. But that's not why I would ever cut it. Uh, I know. I, I, I mean, I. I I it's like on my it. top ten. I like it a lot, yeah. uh, but I could see it like it's maybe not gonna. It's not gonna outdo a lot of the games that are left. Um, right. I think in terms, we, and we did give it the most beautiful award. It is in terms of visually, yeah, beyond everything else. But I mean, Stephanie, what is it for you that that you like? Uh, and maybe it doesn't need to be here. Well, it's tough. I mean, I think like the controls are nice and tight, and like it feels nice, but and it obviously looks super great. But it doesn't really do anything super innovative, I feel like. Yeah. You know, like, I think if it didn't look the way it looked, it wouldn't be getting as many, like, accolades. You that's know, I think a lot of it's the aesthetic. And yeah. they did, and they nailed bit, it, That's right? important. That's important, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there with you. 
I've got a problem, and I, I, it's hard for me to divorce Cuphead from this, but every time I see the art style, I think of Popeye from the 1930s. Yeah. And, yeah no, but you're then I think about this. I think about this episode where the little black boy looked like a monkey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And Cuphead somebody... doesn't do this. Cuphead doesn't do this. Right. But that thought always comes into my head. Right. And it's really hard for me that there's there's a dissonance there when I see that. Yeah, the game doesn't uh, doesn't include that stuff. Uh, I think some people made the argument it it doesn't uh, address it in any way, and I'm, I, it's kind of a no win scenario there. I will say that when my wife saw me playing it, she was like, "This game is ugly. I don't like it. I don't know what it is about it. Oh, I think really? it's ugly." Yeah, she's like, "I I think it was because huh. it, was, it was reminding her of those of the racist cartoons." I think so. It's kind of what she explained. I think over time to me. Yeah, and but I. I that's not a feeling I had personally, and I and no, I was enjoying the look. I think they nailed it. I think they did kind of the best they could do while trying to borrow from that style, which was a very problematic style. Uh, and they but they and they didn't include any of that stuff. So it's like, what do you do there? That's it's no it's a no one scenario. I don't necessarily know. It doesn't need to be on the, on the list for that reason. I think Stephanie kind of nailed it when it was like, if it didn't have this look, maybe it wouldn't get as as much of attention and. Maybe it's just a solid running gun shooter underneath it all, and that's that. As somebody who's a big, as somebody who's a big fan of the Cleveland Indians, I have a, a long history of like right. liking things that kind of also have problematic uh, right. depictions. Of exactly. and it's like it's always hard to reconcile that stuff within yourself. And it's like, yeah, and it, but this game doesn't even have that stuff. It's it's so weird. But I know what Jason's saying. It's like it's hard to divorce it in your head. But uh, yeah, I, I I can't. And yeah, no, that's that, probably that's not totally fair. Okay. That's probably not fair to Cuphead, but nah, yeah, it's it's. But it is the way you feel. See, yeah, for for me, like I I like watching a lot of those old cartoons a lot. Like when I was a kid, it goes back to my weird Disney thing to a point where my like my knowledge experience of them, like I know about that stuff, and I it is weird, but it kind of goes beyond that in, mm-hmm. in ways for me too about this the golden age of animation that people call it. Uh, where yeah, it's weird because it it's like something that like I simultaneously want to celebrate, but also acknowledge some of the problems. It's just like you know when you have he talks about history or like the founding fathers, right? Where you have to like kind of get around the fact that most of them were slave owners, but also here's the statue of them and we revere them and right. you know, dress our kids up like them for their pageants. Yes, it's yeah, it's complicated. I kind of like have come to you know, like appreciate like appreciate it more than I I definitely did at first. Uh, uh, you know the the skill. It's sort of uh, you know is interesting to me that if you if you really have a great run doing something that you can you can get through a level that you think is impossible, uh, and 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 feels really good when you get through it. But um, but I feel like uh, there isn't enough um, sort of regard for most of the players here, where um, you know. You know, it, it, it feels like it is designed for people who are esports athletes or, or you know. Yeah, they, it's not a, it's not quite that high. But and that, you know, like, if there, there's, there, it's an all or nothing difficulty level, right? And yeah, but I mean, we're not, Dark Souls level. is that, I think there's a, there's a lot of yeah. games that are like that, and I don't know, necessarily know we need to be holding that I, against I kind of want to address, because you, you and Jason have said something about this, where, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, there's that perspective where, you're gonna lock out people who you know uh, can't play the game. There's a lot of easy games that maybe lock out people who need something challenging to be engaged. Want something right. to be interesting, challenging. There's a lot of people who are just getting to the end of the game. It doesn't necessarily mean anything if it was you know just a, a gimme. And that's again another reason why 
I do like some some of these harder games, like Top Day. That's probably, in fact, outside of the Arctic difficulty, is probably the thing I enjoyed the most about it was that it was a challenge, and I actually could feel accomplished when I beat it, which, right. which really does not happen that much anymore. Yeah, there's there's um uh, the thing my my wife's an early uh, early education or early childhood education or. I can't see. She needs to teach me words. Um, Basically, she's a teacher for like first graders and kindergartners and stuff like that. And there's this idea where if a kid is is bored or not like engaged, you don't make things easier for them. You give them more rigorous activities. And so I I, I think while Jason and Dean, you guys have you have brought this up multiple times where it's like these games are they, they require skill sets that some people don't have. And should the game maybe be penalized for that stuff, or we should we at least be discussing that? I think yeah, we can discuss that. But there is the other end that well, Mike brought let up. Me, what, let me let what, me let just, me, bring let, let me just one, finish my thought real quick, one. Dean, and then absolutely. Okay, okay. On, on the other side of that, there is I do feel this way where if I'm playing a game and it's not challenging me in terms of just the simple physical interactions with the game, I'm gonna I, a good chance I'm gonna get bored no matter how good you think your story is. Um, so the, like there's me out there as well, and. I'm glad that there are games like Cuphead for me. Uh, I'm glad that cu- that Mario does have this ho- this higher skill ceiling uh, because it's like, wow, the Nintendo's still making games for me. Like uh, I thought they were gonna keep going for that blue ocean casual audience. No, they're gonna go for someone who's been playing games for 30 years and has, you know, has all these skills. Like that's that's awesome. I I have I have to praise this because I want more of this for me. Um, but go ahead, Dean. Well. Um you know, I, I'm just kind of looking at some of those facts around this game. Like, you know, we know that most people have finished this. Like maybe eight percent of the people have finished it, um, something like right. that. But that, that's and not too far off from most this, games, though. And they have this. They have the simple mode. And you know, in their talk last week in Montreal, they said most pe- pe- people are not playing the simple mode. Right. And you know, it's because they put the penalty in there. You can't get to the final boss uh, if you're playing simple mode. I don't know if that, so, I don't know if you could say for sure that's the reason. I think because I don't know. But I think if I mean, you look I, at the numbers, a lot of people don't play it easy. You know, I'm not motivated to play the simple mode right. because of that, right? And so I do want to experience what it's like to play all of these different levels um, because the levels look so interesting. Um, and I would play something on an easier mode, but not if it sort of denies me, you know, the ending of the game, right? And yeah, uh, and and that's you know that's sort of like a design thing to me. It's like, you know, you know, we know this is their first game. We know they wanted it to make make it hard. And we know they wanted it to remind them of what they were playing when they were young kids. Um, but you know, we've had decades to learn about what's good design. Uh, yeah, I don't. But I, I, I think when, I would hesitate to call this 80, bad design, 80, though. You know, you know, when eighty percent of the players, you know, are not choosing the simpler, simpler option when they can't finish the game mike dean that to me seems like you know it seems like just a poor design choice maybe i i think most people don't play on easy i just we have already eliminated cuphead we should move on to keep things yeah uh, like the, the, the the big takeaway is each of us have at least some kind of problem with cuphead. yes exactly yeah, yeah. And, and i i would just say like yeah it maybe i, I don't think it's bad design to have uh to have the, the way cuphead is made uh at least it's no worse than games that are too easy that are on this list or games that, like, don't necessarily try to challenge you in terms of its mechanics. Um, but, yeah, okay, we can move on. Uh, let's see. So, so my – okay, Call of Duty World War II. This day have set upon a mighty endeavor. Souls will be shaken with the violences of war. 
In this hour of great sacrifice, we shall prevail. <laughs> this is getting epic, man. What's up, Dean? Uh, I, I would, so I played, I played this game. I think the, the campaign was very it – was, uh, it was boring. It didn't have anything to say. Um, it was the, – the, the, there was maybe only one set-piece moment in the entire game that I remember, let alone even maybe slightly began to enjoy, and that was the, um, that was the night mission in Paris. Uh, beyond that, the rest of the game just didn't, it didn't work at all in terms of its campaign. I think the multiplayer is uh, – I guess it's better than what it's been in the past couple of years, maybe. Uh, but it's also it's also just Call of Duty Four again. It really just does, it just feels like Call of Duty Four again. And that we're we're ten years away. Like it's been ten years since that game came out. Um, so I don't necessarily know. Like for people that want Call of Duty every year, hell yeah, I'm happy for you. I was that person for a very long time. Um, but even when I was that person, it was never going to be that high on my list just because it's like okay, this is the same thing. Uh, this is copy and paste. Um, but yeah, if, if, if you want to try to save it, Dean, let me know. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I don't know that I would save it. Uh, you know, it is, um, it's, it's another one that we're just sort of born to argue about. I think, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, mo multi multiplayer, this one is better. You know, it's, it's just, um, it's learned from a lot of the other modes that didn't work so well in the past. Like, you know, they added that war mode, which is like battlefield, right? So you could say they're copying Battlefield by adding this sort of uh, almost narrative-based or story-based story approach uh, to a particular multiplayer battle where you have stages of, you know, of, progression, of, yeah. of objectives, objectives you complete. Um, but, you know, it, it turns out it's, uh, it's pretty well done. It's like the, the few maps that they have for it um, uh, have very exciting outcomes, right? Like it comes down to like the last 10 seconds last minute of gameplay and whether or not you're really on the ball shooting um, as, as you do. You know, like, uh, you know, Infinite Warfare got to the point where it was it was too hard for me. Like, you know, not only did you have to sort of run, aim, and shoot, but you also had to jump and fly in the air yeah, while doing I, that. Right? Yeah, I, I think adva <laughs> and, Advanced and, Warfare had yeah. maybe the best uh, of all of those. Uh, yeah. You can only move in so many directions when you were jumping in and stuff like that. Yeah, but, so um, they they sim simplified you know the movement back to you know infantry combat and and so so you know the the exp the enjoyment of multiplayer is just so much more there. Like I'm playing it probably twice as much as I did the last time. Um, and then uh, I think you know I think some of those you know I mean the story didn't uh, say bother me as much as it did you. I think, you know, they did stick to a theme, which is, you know, like, what, you know, how much would you do to sacrifice for somebody else? Right? Yeah, I, I just think mechanically they know, didn't really deliver each, on that. Each of the missions, each of the big story points uh, revolved around, you know, this sort of comradeship, you know, the brothers in arms sort of idea. And, you know, the, there was enough variety in there for me, like with the, you know, the, the, the French Resistance mission. Uh, you had the D-Day mission, of course, um, and then and then that uh, the Hurtgen Forest mission, where you know the artillery shells are exploding in the trees above you. Like you know, I thought that was one of their better set pieces, right? So you know, it, there's just enough in there. Uh, it's well done, you know. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Dean, try to keep that microphone uh, still because there's the, the cord when it hits the table, it makes like a little knocking noise. Um, 
Okay, so, I okay. Are you going to try to save this game though? Like, if, is there something like on the list above that you would knock off instead? I mean, I'm sh I'm sure there maybe is, but I, I like that you think you can maybe argue off. Well, um, I, I'd say it's one of my top three on this list that's remaining. Yeah, so, but like, uh, like, like just like compared compared to PUBG and Wolfenstein. Yeah, compared to PUBG and Wolfenstein 2, so the other big shooters on this list, uh, one's multiplayer, one's mm -hmm. single player. Uh, like, do you think you could argue it above either of those? Because I don't well, think I, I. I mean, I would knock out Horizon, you know, compared to Call of Duty here. Yeah, that, that, I think that's I think that's fair, but I we'll we'll give Horizon its chance in a second because I think uh, I mean, I, or we could just do that one now. I mean, well, I think the bigger question is, did enough of us play it to give it fair consideration? Which put did enough of us play what? Call Which one? Call of Duty. I mean, yeah, I, I was going to, and just specifically so I could argue again. <laughs> I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I, I, the last so, Call of Duty I played was on PS2. Right. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I, okay, yeah. Like, Dean, like Dean, do you feel passionate enough to be like the only one pushing for the game on the list about Call of Duty, or are are you more interested in Hellblade? Because I, I have issues with Hellblade. Like, I like, like if I if I wasn't calling Call of Duty off the list, I might be taking Hellblade off the list. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it deserves to be in the top ten, so I, I think I'd hold out a little bit more before we get through some of these other discussions. Okay, later. all right, yeah, that's fair. We got we got we got twelve games here, so and we definitely have some uh, other ones we can go through. Uh, okay, so you're not gonna let me get Call of Duty off the list. I then I'm not gonna try to get Hellblade off because you'll be, uh, <laughs> nah, that's not gonna work. Um, I, hear what other, I, I do want to hear what other people think about Hellblade. something I, I played a bit of it and i really really appreciated some aspects of it um i really liked the story i really liked the acting the world it's just one of this is we're kind of talking about it's one of those games that i wish was mechanically more interesting so that like the puzzles and the combat kept me a bit more engaged a little bit more motivated to go back into it i definitely i think i i do understand what you liked about it though dean i do too. it's actually not something i would it's not something i would actually very strongly advocate for removing from the list because i do appreciate it a lot yeah i, I i'm on the, the fence there I, I, that's one we, we could talk about that one a little bit more i my actual choice here would be what remains of edith finch i'm sure my mom was just trying to protect me now that there's only one of us left I thought it was time I heard the stories. But now I'm worried the stories themselves might be the problem. Um, it's a game. I like it. Maybe we believe so. Uh, I see what they did well. But really, I, I'll, uh, more than anything, I the moment that we chose for, for game, it's like standout moment this year was the cannery scene. I don't think that the game ever gets close to that throughout the entire experience beyond that. And most of the time, you are just following words around not paying attention to the world that they built and just getting the story sort of told to you audibly and as you're reading it 
And so you really feel like you're just sort of being dragged along on this, uh, this very narrow linear path. Um, and then when you do get into these other, the memories uh, of the Finch family and how they all died, um, the, the, the mechanics in these, like the, the idea is like, okay, we're going to put all the interesting mechanics in these memories, but sometimes it's just like a cat jumping around a tree and it doesn't feel very good. Or it's this, this, you know, slithering tentacle and it's like, okay, I'm just dragging myself along here. This is not, I, I, I don't feel like I'm learning anything about this character. Really? Like, I understand that's what they're trying to do some metaphors here. Uh, and there's like a, a scene where a, a baby drowns in a bathtub because a parent was inattentive. And I'm just like, this is like some manipul- manipulative shit. It doesn't help that I have a, an infant at home. Uh, that I <laughs> yeah. just thought that scene was very, very bad. Like it was just not. That's where I had to stop. Yeah, it's like it, you can put that in a game. Uh, I think it. I think. I, but you have to stop and think. Like, what are we actually trying to get the the player to feel? I, I and I was. I'm like. What what like what is the point here? Like okay, so this wasn't like I'm just supposed to hate these people because this is a the only person's fault here is like is the person who didn't pay attention to the baby. Like I have no sympathy for this person. Uh, this I, I is think absurd. your best point. I think your best point is that the game never gets as good as uh, the. Um, it definitely never touches Lewis, that. Lewis that scene. Cannery, Cannery so, level. That scene is spectacular. If the rest of the game was even close to that, I I would want to keep it on the list, but uh, I can't. Uh, just because the rest of the game I, I think is too, too yeah. linear and uninteresting. Go ahead, Stephanie. I'm sorry. I think that's fair, but like, um, I will say if you pay attention to your environment, like for instance, when you're in Sam and Calvin's room, if you look at the door, you'll see that Sam, because Calvin passed away when he was really young, they're like marking their heights on the door. Yeah. And like Calvin's just stops and Sam's keeps going. So I feel like there are like little details there around definitely, the house. definitely is but, that stuff. I just. Yeah. I do think it is a little one note. I mean, I love it, you know, but it is a very linear experience. And um, I can see some, like, criticisms about are some of these mechanics just for the sake of mechanics. You know, like, I feel like some, like, really fit really well, like, when you're swinging. Or, obviously, the cannery scene is just, like, really awesome. Um, But, yeah, I would be okay with taking it off the list just for the fact that it is a little, you know, it kind of stays on the same level for most of the right. the game. But I do think it's it's really, um, it's it's just like a, I'm glad that it exists, you know. For and sure. I think it pushes it pushes us the way sort of Gone Home did. Yeah, um, I admire the in terms of for storytelling. Sure. Yeah, yeah, just like the cinematic experience of it, I think is really really crucial for games. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad these kinds of games are are out there. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot too. But um, you know, like Gone Home had a fairly powerful ending, as I remember. Um, you know, this this ending was just disturbing to me in that you never you never found out what what's bugging this family. Like, what is this what is this problem they have? Why does it happen to? You? I, I I get what they were trying to do. like. It seemed like they were like saying that the. the they were doing this to themselves a lot of the times just because they had it in their head. It's like imagination. Were, yeah, that it was inevitable. And, like, yeah, and that they were getting too caught up in their own curse that they put on themselves. I I, I got that, I, I but I do, do I do agree, Dean, that they didn't quite hit that hard enough. I, I don't think the – I mean, maybe they were trying to avoid the risk of coming across as heavy-handed. But I, I don't – I feel like for the rest of the game they didn't care about doing that. So I don't know. Um, for me, it's, it's it's like it's like Gone Home. Yeah, it's like a, a less emotionally resonant Gone Home. I, I think with better, a little bit that, better mechanics. Maybe. I, that's I, how I, I felt that's about not it. Too far off. I think that's pretty close yeah. to, to accurate. I, 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 I liked think... Gone Home a lot more than this one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Too. 
Um, okay, so all right, that uh, that but it was of... worth. It is certainly worth the consideration. And yeah, I'm glad I we talked definitely, about it for sure. And I certainly wouldn't, you know, ding anybody for wanting to keep it or putting it on their yeah. list. I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. We, I'm glad we were able to talk it out. Okay, so let's. And I'm uh, glad. And I'm and I'm glad it got made. Yeah. So all right, let's keep things moving. Um, all right, so Mike, I think it's back to you to help us really get this down to ten. So uh, I think what do we have? We have uh, eleven games. So we need to just cut one so, more. I think we should talk about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Because, because as we appraised it, it, it was still an early access game. So first, I think we should talk about why we feel an early access game is worth being included. Yeah, I, my, my thing there is um, because it doesn't matter uh at all like even a little bit like uh a game is a game uh whether someone whether the person who came up with the the mechanics the rule set uh the way things interact the visuals all that stuff whether they feel it's finished or not doesn't doesn't really in the end affect me when i'm actually going through and playing it now does it crash yeah but i've played some retail games that have crashed prey crashed on me a couple times when i was playing it uh, I lost and, two saves in Edith Fish, and I lost a save in Divinity. Right. Yeah, we're at a point where that stuff, like, there's no distinction there. But even if there was a distinction, I, I, I don't care. Like, that doesn't matter. Like, I, I look at um, they change the rules to football every year. They're still they're still working on football, a game that's been around for a century. Um, and 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 does it matter that someone's still like figuring out those rules to me? No, it's just the game that it is. Like, and I'll go out there and I'll play it however it is. Like that that's fine. Uh, and you know, to me, PUBG fits in that same mold where once I'm actually experiencing it, uh, the early access game, 1.0 game, it, that doesn't matter. Once I'm in there, it is a, a profound experience in terms of multiplayer actions. Now. My second question about this is, are we recognizing it for the gameplay and the stories that come out of it, or are we recognizing it because of the phenomenon? I, I don't know. I, I'm recognizing it because the game itself, the idea, the, the, the setup, the, the execution really is up there. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, that, I mean, the phenomenon is one thing, but like that's, had it not really caught on with everybody, I still would have been playing it as much as I was. Uh, I mean, it helps that there's always a match ready to go. It helps that, like, if you want to start up a game with 100 people in it, uh, it takes five seconds, and that's great. Um, so if this game was one where there was only, like, 5,000 of you playing it instead of, you know, yeah. well, that would hurt millions of copies, yeah, that would hurt you, only you, would still, you, you would still feel pretty struggling about it. Right, yeah, as long as I was still able to get into a match pretty quickly. But uh, that's so, a different so, thing. Yeah, but I mean, so so what makes you feel so strongly about it? Yeah, so it's uh, it is one of the most intense games you could ever play. Uh, the from, and, and it has these really huge peaks and really deep valleys in terms of your emotional state, and it it gives you a chance to get complacent, which is I think really important because. As soon as you get complacent, something will go wrong, and then your heart begins racing immediately again. Like you, you, you have time to explore this world and to like, to like think like, oh, if I just get this next good gun that I'm looking for that I know I'm good with, I have a really good chance here. So you start thinking about that too much, and you start like going from house to house, and you start 
um, holding down the shift key to go into boost on your car, which makes a lot more noise, which can draw attention for, uh, t to you. And y y you start taking a lot more chances because you're like, I haven't seen anybody yet. I'm fine. 50 people already died. I'm good on the circle. I'm in the safe zone. I'll just keep going. And you just stop thinking like at any moment someone's going to be around the corner. And then, yeah, boom, there they are. And you're like, oh, God, I have to shoot them. And you, like, panic for that, 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 that whole period. And it's like if you, if you pull it off and you are the one that does get the aim on them and you shoot and you kill them, it's completely exhilarating. But if you fail in that moment, it's also still completely exhilarating because it's so horrifying. It's like a, yeah, it's like a horror game. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, a, a really special experience in terms of figuring – like the way Call of Duty 4 felt in 2007 is how this game feels now. It does feel like this is going to be – the way people are going to be thinking about multiplayer shooters for the next decade. Um, and it is just because of all these very uh, important interactions uh, and, these, and the, 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 the storytelling that does happen emotionally throughout any one match. Have oh. you played Fortnite? Fortnite's yeah. Battle Royale? I have, yeah. Do you feel like it, it doesn't really compare? Is it that the same? It doesn't really compare. Uh, so it is it, it's a, basically the exact same setup. Uh, and the reason it doesn't compare is, uh, for one, the map's not quite as interesting. So you don't, you're not really like, ha you're not building up memories in these spaces in the same way, just because it doesn't feel as authentic. Uh, I also think that the the shooting mechanics in Fortnite are, I'll get in some technical terms. It's hit scan instead of actually physically rendering the bullet in the world. So if you see a dude across the map. You don't have to lead them, and you don't have to worry about bullet drop. And that makes it easier, and that's more accessible. And I uh, think it may be a better console experience. But just like comparing the games against one each other, and, uh, against one another uh, in a, uh, a platonic way, like in a perfectly fair way, uh, having to deal with the consequences of physics in the world and bullets dropping and, and having space between you and your enemy really matter um, – just adds so much more dynamic. It's just so much more dynamic and interesting, and each moment feels so much different. As opposed to like, okay, I'm ten feet away from someone in Fortnite, and that's the exact same feeling as being a hundred feet away from them, except for maybe I have to aim at a slightly smaller target. And that's, but it's it's still whatever. Um, the, the Fortnite is good, and it's it's getting a lot of people into it for a million reasons. It's just I, I've said this elsewhere. If Fortnite had come had launched in a world exactly as it is in a world where PUBG didn't exist it wouldn't have caught on the same way uh, I think for a lot of, you know for many of these reasons I I, I feel pretty strongly about it being a, at least on the top 10 um, I, I, you know it's a game I put 400 hours into this year uh, before it came out like in 1.0 um, you know. so can I share why so I have reasons why I think it should be on the list I don't play it like you do I enjoyed the time I played with it, and it was that's all I needed. Um, right. But for me, it's not about what it's not just what I did with it; it's what other people were doing with it. Mm -hmm. And there is no game out on the market right now that came out this year that's allowing for the emergent storytelling right. and for the player creativity and tactics. You shared one yesterday on your Twitter, which would be December twenty uh, first. Right. Um, with Matt Boyd, with uh, with who? Matt, um, Matt, uh, Matt Pes no, not Matt Pascal. Although he was there, 
Uh, Matt Bodega yeah. on Twitter. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Matt Bodega. Thank you. Yeah. About how how you guys come to this house. Yeah, I was actually just watching couple, that, but yeah, you, you could uh, explain it. Yeah, go ahead. Had a couple goons inside, and what was so fascinating was like, okay, well, let's set up this one person as bait in a car. Yeah. To try to lure these guys out. Yeah, they had and... their car. They, they the, the people inside the house, the enemies, had their car. They drove it up to this house, and they were looting the house. And the the whole team saw this happen. The you know, the whole the hero team, I guess. And so Matt's like, I'm just gonna go. I have an idea. I'm gonna go get in their car. I'm gonna honk the horn and yell in the game world so they can hear me. I got your car. And I'll drive away. And when they come out to shoot me, you shoot them. And uh, he's playing like with Will Smith and pa- Matt, Matt Pasquale and uh, Danica Harad from uh, Waypoint. And like some are like, okay, that's a good idea. But then Will Smith's like, no, you're, you're just gonna get killed. And Matt, and Matt's like, no, I'm just gonna go do it. Time to go to work. And he just runs in there, gets in the car, honks the horn. It's like, I got your shit. I got your shit. And drives away. And the, you see inside the windows all this movement. Like Everyone's like, okay, what's happening? Oh, God, our car. We need our car. And the guy pokes his head out the window. And Matt Pasquale, the guy who's like, this isn't going to work, pulls up his gun, shoots him, and kills him almost immediately. And he's like, oh, my God, we got to kill it. It worked. I can't believe it. And, and Matt's just driving away in circles, like still freaking out. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it worked. This is the best, the best plan I've ever done. And – that there are in every match there is the potential for moments like that and every yeah, every match has that potential yeah and, and, it, and, and, and there's millions of matches being played every day exactly and it's like and you almost always come away from a story or come away with the story even if a lot of times that story is uh i freaked out like mike we we played together that one game and oh, like, oh, God, yeah God. and i died and i'm like sitting there trying to help you you hadn't played a ton uh, and you were like, okay, yeah, I, I'm going to crawl through here. And you like, I could hear you starting to go, get a little bit of that uh, antsiness in your voice. Uh, and the other teams were fighting, and there was like four, maybe three or four teams left. Uh, and you like looked over to try to see what like one of them as they were com- like coming by, and they still hadn't noticed you. And you accidentally hit the gun button, the fire button, and they, they, like, <laughs> they basically were just like, oh, my God. And they just looked at you and just killed you instantly as soon as they knew where you were. And it was just like, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, and it was just your jitteriness, so, like actually played in the world. It was very good. So funny. my favorite time, I was playing with some other people I know, and it was. <laughs> so I'm laughing now, just thinking about it. All we did, we didn't even care if we won. All we did was go around. We all got vehicles, and we just decided we're going to run over people. That's all we did. We didn't even shoot once we got our cars. We just stayed in the cars. And we just kept trying, and the two of us, you know, ended up hitting each other and running over each other um, after we knocked one of ourselves out of a car. And that, that's a whole other story. But, you know, it was, it was just that. That's all we did. And we had mm-hmm. a blast doing it. And we didn't have to do any of the normal game-to-game shooting that goes into the gameplay. We didn't care about the goals of the game. We just had a blast being stupid. Yeah, and and that, that gives that's you the one of the things I love about this game is – you can play it the way you want to play it. Exactly. Know? And a lot of multiplayer shooters, you have to play the way the game's designed. Right. It gives you the it gives you the time and space to to explore the world and to do things how you want. Uh, and if you want to take it very seriously, you can. And there's a lot of fun in that. If you want to be silly, you can do that. Like I, I took a motorcycle onto a roof, uh, like driving it through a house, and I was able to like there was a little gap in the fence on the roof and I was able to drive it off there and onto another roof. And so people walking through the city would see me driving a motorcycle across these roofs. And yeah, that's like, I don't know. I really enjoy that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah. So, so yeah, basically PUBG. Exactly. Yes. But Mike's right. We do need to keep moving. Um, so the point is we have 11 games here. Uh, we need to get, we need to still need to cut one. 
Uh, I did. I was able to cut Edith Finch. Um, does anyone have one on this list that they would also want to cut? Uh, I, I, I think you call. Does anybody want to offer up one of their own babies? Maybe. I only have one game on the list. I'm keeping it. Fair, fair enough. Uh, yeah, and I actually like Divinity. So we haven't talked. Yeah, we let's haven't get, talked let's, about Nier. Let's cut Nier. It is a little easy, a little repetitive, but I love the way it switches between different mechanics from top down to bullet hell to. You so, know. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think the game we kill is Call of Duty, and it's threefold. Right. Number one, most of us didn't play it, so we can't evaluate, give it a fair evaluation one way or the other. And and one person who played it doesn't like it. Yeah, number two. It's not an interesting game. I'm sorry, Dean. You think it's interesting. And there's millions of people who play it who think it's interesting, but they're playing it not for the single player. They're playing it for the multiplayer. And there's games out there that do multiplayer and probably do it just as well, if not better. And multiplayer shooting is something that, to me, is possibly one of the most, just in, in those kind of modes, is possibly one, without a theme that's interesting, it's possibly one of the most boring things you can do in a video game. Um yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I just don't get that, but I, I don't. I, I think overall, you're probably right. Yeah, it's like I, I just don't get why anybody, especially somebody who's coming well new into a series like a Call of Duty, who may not have played it, gets in there and says, "Oh, okay, well, let's go play." And oh, yeah, I'm gonna get shot by all these people who've been playing it for years. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. Um, yeah, it's it, not. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's yeah. fair. I, I, I like the third. The, I still like the, Call of Duty the third, overall, but yeah, yeah go ahead. The, the third is I don't need another World War II story. There's enough of them. Well, they would have done a good job. What I want is something new with ideas for World War II, which Wolfenstein Two does. Okay, uh, yeah. If we're, I mean, I okay. Let, let me say, uh, someone who did play both of these games, I don't like Near, but I really don't like <laughs> Call of Duty. You still don't like Near? No. Have you played more of it? I played. A, I not, played. Uh, I think he's. Done. I played a little bit more, uh, but I think mo- I think I am probably done because I, I I I've. Gotten this, I've gotten into the spoilers. Have we all played Nier? Uh, yeah, I, I played Nier. So. Uh, just, Dean, okay. have you played So, Nier is... Uh, uh, so, I think it's very the boring. only one who hasn't played it. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, I, I think it's pretty boring. Uh, even when you're switching between the mechanics, like, they don't, they're not that different. They have the same control s- s- uh, scheme. You're just, like, honestly, it's just a camera move. Um, it's... And the, the the enemies don't really change that much, like and like the big moments, like I remember early on that there was that huge boss battle, um, where the whole like oil rig came to life, that was that was cool, but there wasn't a lot of that stuff. Um, and the other ones weren't as good as that one, at, le- at least visually. Uh, and uh, the but the good stuff is this really great, uh, story that takes this very old sci-fi trope of robots that have feelings. And moves it forward in a way that, like, maybe that, like, film and even maybe a lot of uh, sci-fi novels haven't really taken the time to try to do recently. Um, some of the, I think, some of the twists were 
telegraphed really hard and like weren't surprising at all to me um now that i've looked into the spoilers and i'm like okay yeah i, I actually thought that was the case like i thought that was already implied yeah. and i'm like okay but it, i guess it was supposed to be a twist but as it got further as i was continuing to re read along in these spoilers and listening to a few uh, spoiler cast um episodes it was it continued to just keep pushing things and keep getting weirder and keep like like dealing with the implications of this world in a way that i i really appreciate and was surprised by um and does it in a way that like it kind of had to be a video game for it to work and i really uh, i really appreciate that i am glad that that was the case i'm glad when i kind of unraveled everything that that is near automata that underneath it all if if it wasn't a video game this story wouldn't have worked as well um so, and and i think that for me I mean, I, Call of Duty has, has very few redeeming factors for me, so that, but that easily puts it over Call of Duty. Um, I know, I, I know, we're, that's not going to convince you, Dean, but I feel like, I, I, I don't know, I just feel like, I, I feel like you're not going to be able to convince anyone else about Call of Duty. And we so, what I love about Nier is, you know, just what you talked about the way it subverts the trope, but I enjoy the mix of gameplay and the way yeah, a lot it of people changes, do. the way it changes from, you know kind of like an old shove to a to 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 an action game and back in places. If you like and variety I, in your I, gameplay, can I suggest Super Mario Odyssey? Sorry, keep <laughs> sorry, keep going. Hey, I'm I'm the one who put it on my list. Yeah, I don't want to be sold. <laughs> but um but and, and but but to me it's a surprise to see it in a game like that. Um yep, I and I think it, it, it at the same time that it's it's suburbing a trope, it's it's surprising and delighting you with little little things. Like that, and to me, that just shows a real intensity of creativity coming not just from the way they wrote the game, but from the way they designed it. It's just no bayonet, and I, re I, I really respect that. Um, I think it's also a, it's really committed. Like it kind of doubles down by making you play through it four times, you know, right. and like the the first time you die, I think just really sets the tone for the whole thing. So I think it does a lot of really gutsy things. Yep. And like it does, it's not very, it's not apologetic about what it is, and I think it's it's I, really great. I agree that that is uh, that is good. A game with confidence uh, is always a marvel to see. I think a lot of times because I think a lot of people put out their games and like I don't, we don't know. Please like it. Uh, this game's like Nier's, fuck it. This is near really Automata. Deal with it. He has a big butt. Mike, what did you have to say did about it? Make a, oh my! Oh, uh, it's really weird, and and Tubi has a big butt. <laughs> I thought you were making a play on words, like oh, we have a big butt here, and uh, like as a caveat no. but no you just said but, but i like near because it's it is i like do like near because it is kind of weird and angsty and a little different yes. than uh, a lot of other things and i i'm okay with that but also now that we have 10 games because i've cut call of duty and we got to keep moving <laughs> sorry man uh. sorry I, I i played it and if i if, i think if the single player had any redeeming factors for me if it wasn't like such a negative uh like that like i, I wrote about this i'm not going to talk about it here but just like the 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 one black character, the way they handle him is so bad uh, that it's like, it's legit, like I think oh, a huge detriment to the game. Um, but yes, we can move on. So Nero Tomata is number 10. And, and, and to be fair, and to be fair, you know, Jeff wrote about that and we had a huge back and forth about that, remember? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you made sure Just, like, that we were like being accurate about that. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, we really took that to task when, when on the editing for that. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's not like this is just something Jeff felt. This right. was something that came across. Yeah. Um, so we're, I, I know we're getting to a time where people feel like they're going to have to start leaving. Let's get this list in order. 
Well, we got the hard part done. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Don't again. Don't ever say that because we never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, Horizon Zero Dawn. Is, maybe we haven't talked about that one enough. I, I do feel like the people that like that like it enough for it to still be on the top ten. Uh, we do feel that way, right? Yeah, I like it. Okay. A bit. Uh, so, uh, uh, okay. Actually, here's what we should do. Let's try to break this list up into like two sets of five: a top five and a bottom five. Um, I'm gonna move it down a little bit. Uh, let's. What games should be in the top five for you guys? Well, we haven't talked about Zelda at all. Huh? Yeah, we haven't. Uh, I. Well, I think Zelda is the one game here we all liked. Anthony's not here, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> My plan worked. My secret plan that was happening in the background. You have to play through. You have to listen to Game of the Year five times to hear what happened to Anthony. Dare I say, let's put Zelda on top for now and see if the argument comes up to bring it off from there. I agree. So Zelda is, yeah, Zelda's up there. We'll see what happens. Uh, I I think the Super Mario Odyssey should be in the top five, but we don't have to do that right away if, if people are going to have uh, some reservations about that. I feel like we are completely split, uh, like 50-50 on each side of that. So let, what let, else? Let, let's... Let's take some low-hanging fruit here first. Um, I think Horizon should be in the bottom ten. Okay. Yeah, I think bottom ten would be easier to do, right? Yeah, maybe. First. I mean, well, so we could just kind of do this like as we feel if that feels more natural. Uh, okay, so Horizon Zero Dawn is already down there. We we haven't talked you know about what? Wolfenstein yet. So let's talk about the games we haven't talked about yet. Well, Wolfenstein. Let, let, no, wait, we, feel... let, no, let's talk about it as we're ordering them. I think though. Um, okay. Like, do do we think Wolfenstein should be in the top five or the bottom five? I think it should be in the top five, uh, but maybe just – I think it's I think it's writing is actually better than Hellblade. And, uh, I mean, the gameplay does have a lot of issues, but Hellblade is like – its gameplay has a lot of issues, and also it's very minimal. Um, it's like they didn't even try that much and still failed. Yeah, but I I think – so maybe maybe some of the characters aren't working as well for you, but I think the the overall – the I think there's the, the subtext of Wolfenstein 2. My brothers and sisters of the United States of America, tonight, we, the free people of the resistance, ask you to become one of us. Did you forget? They beat us. They murdered us. They executed us. But guess what? The, the, which is not very subtle, uh, but it, I mean, it, it's not subtle at all. Yeah, but exactly. But like, the, like they... The way that they use their the, the the core of Wolfenstein as the and its history of this is a game about killing Nazis who are bad. Nazis are bad. Let's kill them. Uh, and it's like okay, let's make another one of those games. Uh, what do we do that's new? Well, let's explore what would happen if if America fell under Nazi rule. What would happen? Um, oh, and it looks like maybe not too much unlike a funhouse mirror of right this very second in America. And who is standing next to who? Who is standing next to the Nazis in Wolfenstein Two? Uh, does that have any correlation to what's happening in our real world? And it clearly does, and they nail that stuff so hard. Takes It takes guts to say in America there would be Nazi sympathizers even before our current political climate. Like, if that, they, were, they were writing it already, and they were right. They were on point. They got it. They didn't, like, chicken out of that and say, well, no, everyone in America would feel like we're being oppressed and we're fighting against stuff. They said, no, you know, some mediocre white dudes like your father in Wolfenstein too are going to be like, this is my chance to finally succeed, uh, This I, and this is the way it should be, because I deserve, I'm entitled to this stuff. Um, and th- that character is so indicative of like what we've been experiencing since t- 2016. He is 
um, his anxieties about economic you know realities or whatever brought into life. It's like, oh, he's got so many economic worries. No, he's just a fucking racist dude. Like he's super duper racist and awful and and hates himself for being so bad at everything. Um, and the fact that this character is in the game at all is insane. Uh, and the fact that they deal with it in such a way where it's like, you are his son, and the the way we deal with people like this is to say it's to decide to no longer be like that. To 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 to, to decide like, I uh, just because I look like this man and like I look like the race that is in charge right now, this uh, the, these people that think that race matters, I'm going to decide that's not what really makes me one of them. I, what makes me different from them is that I am against everything they stand for. I. I can, can I interject here for a second? So, to me, Dean and, and Jeff, you're arguing about the intent of this versus the first part of the game that launched this whole universe in Wolfenstein. And my question is, is it the logical consequence, Dean, as you say, or is it, or is it the folks at building on that universe and layering this next level to it? Yeah, I think they clearly grow it. They're clearly... I, I mean... Because I don't think it's just like, oh, there's Nazi sympathizers. It's it's so much more than that. It it is, the, like the young boys standing outside the movie theater talking about learning German and just wanting to like get girls still, uh, and yet they're like and like th- th- their mind is so far away from the characters that you deal with on a day to day basis, who are uh, communists and radicals and black people and Jews, and how their life are th- life is threatened, and you know so many people who've been killed by this like this oppressive regime. Uh, like that's your day to day, and that's the people you are choosing to associate with. And then when you go out into the world and you see all these people who are—that's the furthest thing from their mind. They're just worried about cozying up to the Nazis. Um, and it's not like just like, it's not like they're betraying their friends and family. It is—it has become the default that their friends and family are like, no, this is this is our new wor- world. We're still pretty comfortable because we fit in here. So let's just take advantage of that. This is our new opportunity. It's just like. It, it, the fact that it explores these themes at all is so impressive and makes it so much better than almost any other game in terms of it, in terms of, in terms of its writing, that it blows me away. Yes, you go to a yes, you go to a space level. All right, that's fine. But all the stuff that happens on Venus is incredible story wise. Um, you know, meeting Hitler uh, and what Hitler the way the way Hitler behaves and uh, the fact that one of the actors is Ronald Reagan. That like they totally hint at that. The the one that the actor that hit. If I were to break. If I were to rank Hellblade and Wolfenstein, I would have them both about the same between, you know, six and four. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I think six and four, that, that's going to be a hard one to do right now, but I think I'm kind of there with you. Here, Real quick, here's what I've done uh, as far as I know. Uh, we all have different number one games, and I've moved them all in the top five, except for Stephanie. I, can't, I don't know who, what, what, which game is your number one, if it's... <laughs> okay, that's what I. Fi- that's what I figured. Okay, all right. come on, has a cat as your main character. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, so sorry. You know, every everyone knows that if it has a cat, Stephanie's going to be predisposed to like it. <laughs> it opens the possibility. <laughs> uh, looking at that list, is there one that you want to like tell another person like your favorite game this year shouldn't be in the top five because I have two games that should be in the top five? Okay, so. The thing is, Mike, Jeff, and I are the only ones that play Divinity, correct? Yes. Okay. I don't. Li- I would prefer us to anything in the top five be something that at least four of us played. Well, no, because possible, I, 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 not necessarily. I mean, I think 
I think that is uh, something we can feel out as we yeah. discuss stuff. So, for, but if you like, if people feel that passionately about a game, I don't want to discount that just because other people didn't take the time yeah, with it. No, but uh, I, you know, we're all, you know, our schedules are so so horrible when it comes to you know what can we play, what can we can't. The thing I right, love, I just don't want to penalize a game that's great just because I I didn't we didn't take enough time. Yeah, I love Divinity. my favorite game of the year hands down and there's three reasons why it is um number one and i'll, I'll keep this short because i gotta get going here pretty soon um number one i love the combat system because it's all based on using resistances and weaknesses and strengths and against one thing and it's not just in, you know because you have armor against spells and armor against physical attacks you have you can mix and match all these different elements and how they interact um, when it comes to combat. You, you could set something on fire by having them stand in oil, or you can do that with poison. Or if you're one of the undead characters, you can sit in the poison and gain life. Uh, you, and the way you can interact with all that stuff, you know, if someone's standing in water, you could throw down an electrical attack and create an electric fireball, essentially. And not only you know, shock all these people, but get a, a chance to get a stunned, too. Um, it opens up an incredible amount of tactics in a turn-based combat system for, for role-playing. The, the second thing I love about it is you can either make your own main character or you can take one of the main characters that were written, and each one of them have a very interesting line of quests and personalities and combats. What they are, one is um, the dwarf, who's the beast, who I didn't put it in my party, but I know a lot about who he is. You know, he, he's got this huge grudge with the dwarven royalty. Uh, another character is an assassin who is wondering whether she should continue being an assassin or not. Uh, another of the main characters is a thousand-year-old undead skeleton who says he's part of a great race, but he won't tell you who that race is. And it's essentially an undead... He's basically... If you remember Bort, the skull companion you had in Planescape Torment, he's Bort. Uh, but he, instead of just being a floating skull, he's an actual realized character um, who is going around with you and taking part. You know, it, it could be your main character. And he's got his own line of quests about this mysterious of the past. And as you're all going about this, you know, the whole quest is about becoming the new divine, which means of your party and these people you're building up and making bonds with and having affection for as you play with, only one of you is going to be the god at the end. But these are all your characters. And then the thing that makes it even better for me, and not everyone can enjoy this, and I understand that, is if you can play a co-op with other people, it's it's like playing a game of tabletop D&D on a computer without the, you know, you know, without the concessions that you make to that. It's... It's an utterly fantastic, delightful game. Great, interesting quests. Cool ways to buck around with systems. If you like systems and RPGs, this is for you. Um, is it a top five game? It is for me, but none of you 
cherish these kind of RPGs the way I do. And I don't know if it's a top five for you. And I don't know if I can right. make it a top five for you. Yeah. So, okay, here, here's what I'm, where I'm starting to feel. Um, I, yeah, looking at the top five, I, there are games that I would actually want to move up. I, 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 I love to see PUBG in the top five, but I get that that might not make it. Uh, Wolfenstein two, I think should maybe above be above some of those games. Uh, but it does have issues in its gameplay where, where, you know, it's uh, the shooting doesn't feel great. I think that's the biggest problem. Um, and I would probably I would move these above Hellblade and and Night in the Woods. But uh, Stephanie, do you do you want to like maybe talk about Night in the Woods? Who's played it? No, I, I so, right? no, I played it too. You played it? Okay. So I feel like um, uh, Jeff and Mike, you guys might not be so into it just because it isn't very mechanically complex, you know, or sophisticated. It's very much a story driven game. It's basically you play as May, who is a cat, you know, that's not, that's just a coincidence. <laughs> it may have led me to back the Kickstarter project, but it's not the reason why I love the game. Um, you play as May, who's a college dropout. She goes back to her old town in the Rust Belt called Possum Springs, and she it's really just about her uh, reconnecting with her friends and family and also trying to solve this mystery, these, uh, these mysterious disappearances and possibly murders that's happening in her town. And I just think like the exploration of the theme ooh, of the theme is really great um, about just sort of what it's like to be in a decaying Rust Belt town where the jobs are gone, you know, people are leaving, people are trying to get out and sort of, it's like a love song to, to that kind of environment while also investigating like the class differences and just, you know, all these like complex social issues. And there are also a lot of little mini games like um, every night she has like this cosmic horror nightmare kind of thing. There's like platforming, and then as she's going around town, there's also like little mini games, like like rhythm games, sort of like Guitar Hero. Um, you can also play a dungeon crawler on her computer in the game. <laughs> so I just think it's just got like so much variety there. It's not super challenging, and it is a lot of reading because it's a lot of dialogue and talking to people. But I just think it has so much personality. Uh, it's really memorable, in my opinion, and terrific art and music. So, so, but it is challenging in that it makes you think about this little town and where this character fits. Because at first, I really hated May. Oh, really? <laughs> because she seemed so oblivious to what was going on with the people around her and with her friends. I mean, she gets there and she doesn't even realize why one friend hates her, even though it was mm -hmm. her treatment of her when they were younger that did it. Uh, and then, you know, almost peeks in her car. Um, another friend, Angus, she only sees as somebody who's there to be helping her with her computer and not as an actual, you know, friend. Um, that was the way I took that away. Um, and how she doesn't, 
see that she had this great opportunity and maybe I missed this, but I never quite get why she left college. But she doesn't get that there's people all around her who don't understand why she gave up this opportunity of being in college and getting out of this town that's dying. Yeah, she's a flawed protagonist. I do think that there is something, like she might have some kind of undiagnosed mental illness because some of the things that she forgets or she doesn't understand just seem so, like the friend you're talking about, Jason, where she doesn't remember this really important detail and like, you know, the way she just is kind of in her own head a lot of the times. I think there's like something a little bit more to her character. But again, it's sort of like, um, you have a limited amount of time in the world because like there's a number of like, I think, I forget if it's days or seasons where you're there and I think it's probably days but you can't really explore the town completely in just one run. You have to play it a couple of different times because there are little characters sort of hidden away in, in corners in the town that you can't talk to unless you go there at a certain time or on a certain day or during like certain weather conditions, I think. So um, I think like the whole story as a whole is really interesting, but it's also just these little moments. And I think just seeing May's character progress she does start off as like very like selfish and kind of you know self-involved at the very least and the other thing that i really like about it is it is how relevant it is for our moment um and, and you know and it puts yeah. more of a it face. does feel like a post-2008 game absolutely. yeah yeah and, and 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 i'm not talking about oh those horrible stories about oh and here we understand the trump voter no 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 not in that way just seeing you know, this town that's dying and what's happened to it and seeing her friends from high school, you know, their limited jobs, you know, one's at the 7-Eleven, essentially. Another is working at a video store, which amazing that there's still a video store in this town, but <laughs> but maybe it's not because maybe there's more video stores in, in little towns in the Midwest that I'm not aware of. Um, and and okay. thank you, Mike. Uh, and... and and how another friend had to take over the family business instead of instead of doing what she wants to do. So, you know, to me, like Wolfenstein, it's very relevant for the day we're in and the limited choices that the younger generation um, is facing today because of what my parents' generation has done to this country. <laughs> Okay, we got. I want to keep this moving. Yeah. Let's. Uh. Let, can we decide what number ten should be? Like, let's lock in one game. I. I. I'm thinking maybe Persona Five or, uh, Horizon. Maybe Hellblade. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll. I'll save Hellblade from that. Actually. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. I think. That's good to know. Uh, I. I think Horizon should be. Number ten. I, I'm okay. With I think that. I, that might make that kind of works for me. I think it's a really well-made game. You know, it's just um. I wish I didn't have stealth. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, whatever a good yeah. game, like whatever makes a good game counts. Uh, I, I think Horizon Zero Dawn is, is a well-made thing. It's just maybe a bit too much in that Far Cry vein to really get much higher than where it is. Okay, so Horizon Zero Dawn at number ten. Um, how about some of these other games we're like kind of like iffy about uh, can, at least I overall? Mean, uh, can, Nier is a, a flawed game. I like it a lot. I think that's fine at number nine. I yeah, and then. Uh, Persona 5, Mike. Everyone, the opera is understood. It's time to play. 
No, yeah, I guess, you know, I'll just give it some, some lip service to say that if you like JRPGs, again, in all their weeby glory, like, this is really fantastic at that stuff. Especially these days, people aren't making a lot of, like, kind of, like, triple A JRPGs, especially turn-based one. Like, even Final Fantasy now is much more, like, real-time. So it's really cool to play something that was really this flashy and, and, and kind of exciting and just presentation-wise. Like, got, if there was an award for best menus in a game ever, Persona 5 wins that. Uh, yeah, just just really enjoyed it. But, you know, it is, it is a bit more of a niche thing. That's well, awesome. it's, it's also without the designers realizing this. But with the, it, it, it's so relevant because this group of kids are going out and dealing with the evil deeds of adults. Mm-hmm. And, and and setting them to rights, and so right. much of it gets into you know what greed has done, what a thirst for power over people has done in the Me Too movement, and, and it ties into so much of what today is. And there's no way Atlas knew this, uh, all no. of this yeah, when they were making it. You know, there's a there, it's like Wolf of Stone too. There's like this underlying truth that if you just tell a, a truthful fiction. Uh, yes, it's chances exactly. are it'll be reflected in reality. It, exactly, and it's something it deserves to be in our top ten, probably in the bottom of the top ten. Yeah, well, I think we got it. Stephanie, yeah, what do you think? Eight. Oh, I haven't played a Persona Five. Oh gosh, but, but you're this is like the weeb stuff you love. There's a cat <laughs> character my, in it. Mike has chastised me. Yes. I, I think I'm going to try to play it over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, you, or once I get back to you'll family. enjoy. My only thing is I don't like the outfit on one of the characters because it's the whole sexualization of women that you find in JRPGs. But you know, that's not going to yeah, change. Yeah, it kind of comes with the territory. That's yeah, not going to change. Some, uh, people people like what they like when it comes to other people. Yeah, I, I, Mir oh, had are... some stuff to say about that stuff uh, later in the game, which I uh, was really happy to find out. But also. There's something to be said just to make appealing characters, and sometimes that's okay. Um, okay, uh, so we have two spots left in the bottom five, and I'm, this is where I'm starting to feel uh, things are going to get difficult. I I mean, we have PUBG and Wolfenstein 2. That is no one's game of the year. The, the other five are all at least, you know, they're all our game of the years uh, on an individual level. Uh, so I, it's hard for me to want to move those games up, these games up to take one of those spots, and at the same time, it feels weird to me to like see Hellblade and and Night in the Woods uh, above PUBG and Wolfenstein Two, but maybe not. I get something I could live with if, yeah. I, I so here's where I'm at, Dean. You you help me kind of break through here a little bit. So I think we have these three games that should be kind of in the middle of the list uh, that all are on our are on our top ten because of their writing and because of the the worlds they built and their characters. And it's Night in the Woods, Hellblade, and Wolfenstein Two. I uh, of these three, I think I, I think Night in the Woods should be on the top, and, and my reasoning for that is Hellblade and Wolfenstein Two uh, have great writing. I think Wolfenstein Two, personally, I think has better writing than any of, any of these. But Wolfenstein Two also has a lot of mechanical gameplay problems where it's it's too hard. Uh, you're kind of the the most interesting thing is like looking for uh, objects in the world, and it, it has problems. It's it, the, the aiming, the gunplay is not good. I think Hellblade has a lot of boring puzzles that really turned me off, and that's why I'm not going to finish the game. Um, I, I, I appreciate maybe things do get better in the second half, but it's not a long game, and the first couple hours were 
I'm like just doing these things that I just was not finding, finding compelling at all. Night in the Woods, it sounds like, is happy being a story based game and and happy about making it about its characters without putting a lot of other stuff in there as like oh well it has to be it has to be these other things it has to have all this other stuff for you to do and, and to me that that might make it a better experience overall than these other two games so if we the, can, can I, 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 so I, here? I yeah real quick let me just finish I think so I okay. think it would go night in the woods maybe Wolfenstein 2 and then Hellblade uh, but if you want, Dean, I, I'm okay with leaving Hellblade above Wolfenstein 2, uh, if, if that would make, like, make the sting a little bit easier to take. I'm also okay uh, de- putting uh, Divinity below Night in the Woods and Hellblade. Uh, okay. Because because I think Night in the Woods and Hellblade both teach us more about people around us and the moment we're in. Yeah, and I, th- th- I think that's uh, an admirable thing, but I, I would hesitate to discount what divinity tells us about which is about systems interacting with one another and and the the consequences of actual just physical physical actions which is such an important part of games uh that and it's no less important than a game telling us about people there's a million ways to go out into the world and find art that tells you about, about people what games does better is tells you about the systems of the world that you exist in and gives you a chance to explore those in new new and functional ways uh yeah but i think still, divinity okay. does that a little bit better I'm still I, okay I, putting the others above it, and I think you're. I think you might be right there. Okay, so here, uh, here's where I'm. Uh, here's where we're at. Basically, I, I think definitely in the top 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 five is is Zelda. I would say definitely in the top five is Mario because I, I'm with Mike in terms of it being one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, so, so I I I, I know people like don't kind of don't get it, but I don't know. Does anyone think it's a bad game? I don't think not not a bad game, not right? Bad that, game. Right, exactly, and that's where I'm like, where near? I'm like, I think near's kind of a bad game. Uh, I, I think uh, Hellblade's kind of a bad game, even if it has good writing. And a lot of these other elements are good, um, but so I think like Mario, the top five makes sense. Uh, I, uh, what I don't know is like where we slot in um, PUBG. Number five and... is where I would put it. Okay, so then what is what is a uh, what is the three and four? How, how high are you guys going to let me get Mario up there? I, I I think Mario at number two works really well for me, but I get if I get if we want to like move some of the stuff higher. I just don't know which of those games, Night in the Woods, Hellblade, Divinity, Wolfenstein Two, goes above it. Uh, I would have a really hard time accepting any of those. But especially since that, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, on a, uh, I'm at a point where I'm like maybe Night in the Woods just because it knows what it is better than these other games, and I, I'd I'd be fine with that. that. I, I I think Night in the Woods is an excellent. Yeah, I, and the new Weird Autumn Edition Director's Cut is out now. So, <laughs> is it really? Oh, all right. Yeah. Hmm. Which I I yeah. need to play. I'm like dying to get home to LA to play. It's it. like <laughs> it, it's hard for me to advance P-Bug higher because. I love the emergent storytelling, as I've already made a huge case for. Um, but there's parts of it that just turn people off so much. Because yeah, if you don't like shooting, I mean, you're not going to like the game. Right, but I just think that's, I mean, what, it can't help what it is. Uh, it just, yeah, I, I get that a little bit, but yeah, but um, I don't like a lot of the, the basic conceits of a lot of these games. And those, but then, uh, okay. And then the second thing would be the fact that it's, it, you know, by the time we were we were appraising it, it didn't have a map. 
that it has now, and you know, yeah, wasn't even. Well, I mean, it couldn't but, even but, jump. Okay. I, Assassin's Creed only has one map. I mean, like I, I, that doesn't that map argument never ever ever works for me because people are like, oh, it only has one map. That map is bigger than most video games. Oh like, yeah, no, like, there's no people that. are crazy. It, it's just to, uh, they talked about it. What? But the fact that you can't jump. Well, you, you can now. I mean, now, but when well, we, I mean, you could always jump. You just couldn't. You couldn't vault. You could, just couldn't like climb, like clamber yeah. over an object. Yeah. Uh, but that's in there now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I and I'm quite that, eager that to see hurt. how high I can climb. Yeah, I mean, it works really well. Actually, but, I mean, that, that never hurt the experience. Uh, that never really detracted from anything. Oh, you see, it did for me because I wanted to. I wanted more. I wanted to be able to take advantage of I, getting I up just, higher. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Mike? Yes. I don't know. Just I. I feel like this list looks good. Does anybody see something about this list that they don't like? Yeah, I, I'll just say I'll, I'll, real quick. This list, like, the, the, like obviously it's not your list, but is there anything about this list that like upsets you viscerally? I am cool moving up Wolfenstein over Divinity. Okay, I think I can because I, of I, of I two that. reasons: because of the moment and biased. But this dude likes killing Nazis. <laughs> so that's good. Good reason. Um, yeah, I, it, it kind of kills me to see Hellblade above Wolfenstein too. But if, if uh, Dean did make a pretty good argument for see, it, I'll, I'll back Dean up. A, I mean, again, I didn't. Well, I, I, sure, I'll, I'll back, back Dean up, up on, on it too. It. Yeah, and I, you, yeah, so you guys are with him. So, so yeah, I'm, uh, that may, that does make it quite a bit easier to accept. Um, I mean, I think Hellblade is an achievement. I think Hellblade is an achievement for um, indie games showing that they can make AAA quality. Yeah, but I, I think, but I, the way that the way it's made, it's better than a lot of the AAA. I just want to say, you realize our least talked about game by far is now Zelda. Here it comes! You must save her, my daughter. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I think because the, the problem is like all these conversations. Well, we're going to talk about it right now, and then I think that we can finalize this list. But I think the problem is is like the conversations come from conflict, right? When we're building something like this, you, the reason you ever feel compelled to like defend a game is because someone else is like, well, it's not as good. And Zelda, if Anthony were here, I bet it would be our most talked about. Oh my game, god, for sure. We, this, this podcast would be twice as long as it already is. Well, <laughs> exactly, it, it, and it's it's gone way longer than we intended. We are at uh, like more than two Anthony, hours. Anthony, I love you. Point. I'm so happy you're not here right now, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but but for just give Zelda its time. Uh, I, I could try to play Anthony, but the problem is Zelda's just no. Such we a can't. Good game. We can't. Man, I can't. We, can't we can't put ourselves. Yeah, well, let, I just want to sit quietly and think about how great Zelda. What is. I, what let's I, what let's, I let's talk about Zelda about... a little bit. We have to talk about it a little yeah. bit. Can I talk about it first? Yeah, please. Great. So what I love about it is it does what Skyrim promised, but you can't, but you couldn't do. Because you could have climbed it top of the mountain you saw in Skyrim. There are some mountains that no matter how much you tried to cheese the climbing, jumping in it, you couldn't get to that peak. And <laughs> God damn it, you could do it in Zelda. And that's the first game that you could climb that mountain that you see that I've played. It, and that promise yeah, it, was delivered. And I respect it was an old thing. Yeah, it was an old thing. Like, oh, you see that mountain, you can, you can climb it. Uh, but you don't realize just how... Uh, that wasn't really true until Zelda for a lot yeah. of things, but it, but it's, it's more about what that represents. It's like, it's not just like you see that mountain, you can climb to it just about like any thought you have. Like, I wonder if that's going to work uh, just based on the systems that are in the game. 
uh, like one I, one I discovered recently because someone posted a GIF of it is the uh, the magnetism uh, power that Link, Link gets pretty early in the game. That was you cool. Throw a, you could throw a metal boomerang out, and because it's metal, of course, you could use your magne- mag- magnetism power to grab it while it's still in the air and then hold it in the air while it's still spinning, and it turns to a weapon you can carry out in front of you. And someone's like, oh, I wonder if that would work. And the game says, we have built these systems in a... In a, I'm trying to find the word, but in like an agnostic way, in a way that's like it's not. We're not trying to define what you are, what you should be experiencing. We are going to define the the rule set and let you figure out what it means on your own. Uh, I, I in my review, I called it back to uh, the the first Zelda game that I fell in love with, which was Link's Awakening for the Game Boy. Um, I was a kid. I was trying to figure out the way games work. This game was relatively complicated for my ten year old brain or whatever. And the second boss, you know, in games, I was always just used to jumping on people's heads or attacking them, and that would kill them eventually. The second boss, you had to pick them up and to throw them against the wall because they were in, like, a, a bottle. And you had to break the bottle by doing that. And uh, the reason you, were, you knew you were supposed to do that is because in that level, you got the power ring that lets you lift up heavy objects. But I'm like, no, if you touch a bad guy, you're going to die. And eventually, literally after months of trying, because I would, like, play the game here and there, especially on road trips with my family, I finally figured it out. And it was such a breakthrough moment of like, oh, they were trying to tell me this entire time how to use this weapon and how to take care of this boss. Uh, but it was very directed. It was very much set up like, here is the puzzle. We're going to give you, we're going to lead you up to it and give you all the tools and the understanding by giving you smaller uh, puzzles to figure out along the way. And then when it comes to, when it comes time, you're going to have to perform. You're going to figure out how to do it in the, the moment where it really counts. And that's great. But then the Zelda series did that over and over and over for, for more than a decade, you know, two decades, uh, and it kind of ran it into the ground. Um, what, this, what, what this Zelda game does is it sets up the possibility for those sorts of discoveries over and over and over again because it's systems-based. Because, it's, because if, you, if you learn the way a system works, there's a kind of an infinite possibility, like there's infinite possibilities for ways to use that system. Uh, and you have ideas and you have breakthroughs, you're like, oh, it does work. That The game is going to enable me to do that. And it just it, – it, that is such a breakthrough. It's such an analog way as opposed to the digital way of making games that, uh, yeah, it was it's easy to, easily the best game I think I've played since that first Zelda <laughs> that I really fell in love with. It does kind of – the game itself just kind of ruins, like, Assassin's Creed in some ways because it is <laughs> just so much more – like it, – It ruined Horizon for me a little bit. Yeah, sure. well – I wish yeah, I would play Horizon changed first. open worlds. Yeah, open world games aren't going to be the same ever again. I don't think. I hope not. Zelda. I hope not. Yeah, because mm-hmm. because a Skyrim that doesn't incorporate actually being able to get to a top of the mountain, get to any point, it, it is not going to you know not going to be as good for the Elder Scrolls. Right. I I think Skyrim need. Uh, I think the Elder Scrolls games need to reexamine how their systems work. They have a lot of stuff in there. Uh, that doesn't amount to much. Like you could pick up every object in this world, okay. But what do I do with that? Like what 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 does that enable me to do? It's like oh, sometimes you could pick up poison and put it in someone's cup, and maybe they'll take it, maybe they'll drink it. And it's like it just doesn't feel like the uh, the verbs for, for that 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 are unlocked by having all these systems in Skyrim uh, amount to much in the way they do in Zelda. Um, like just like the like the way the electricity works, like throwing metal on the ground. Of course, that's going to attract lightning, and you could use that to attack enemies. So a, a, a big sleeping Hinox, you throw your sword over right next to him, and the, the lightning hits him. It's like it takes off a, a bunch of damage at the beginning of the fight. He wakes up, and he looks around. What the hell's going on? He sees you and attacks. 
like that like it all makes so much sense in a way it's like so tight in a way that a lot of these other open world games aren't that yeah it's it's something special um but i i think we like it all so much that we don't need to talk about it much more than that uh I, i'm good with this list uh, is everyone happy i mean as happy as we could be i'm as happy as can be this is yeah this is not democracy though. democracy would have been us voting and i think the list would have looked very different and not as interesting had we done <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we've done that before, um, and it's not as interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just you come like I think some of these games just simply wouldn't be on here, or they'd be very close to the bottom. Um, and I that would that would not have worked. So here's our top ten, starting from number ten: Horizon Zero Dawn, Near Automata, Persona Five, Divinity Original Sin Two, Wolfenstein Two, Hellblade, PUBG, Night in the Woods, Super Mario Odyssey, Zelda. That looks bad. Me too. I think that's that's pretty good. And I, yeah. the best part is I like I understand why everything is where it's at. Um, especially games that like I, I either only just saw or played a little bit of, like Night in the Woods, the Hellblade. I think you guys did a really good job of kind of giving them their time and helping us figure out why they deserve to be so high. You guys were kind of scaring me as that Mario talked for a little bit. But... Yeah, I, uh, Mike, I had your back. I got control of this list. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was so scared for a bit. Yeah, that I, 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 yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I guess I kind of get <laughs> there are players that are very different than me. It's just when I think about games, boy, Super Mario Odyssey is just one of the best examples of what a game should be. Uh, I allow myself to be a little yeah. selfish every once in a while. Absolutely. Okay, but guys. I really like Mario games. So, yeah. Mike, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That, yeah. That's um, you know, if he, if he had done that, he would have died on the podcast and. <laughs> and I don't want to have to replace my reviews editor. <laughs> plus, so, see, Jason was being self I might have just blown up. Plus, plus I, yeah. I don't want to leave Penny without her. Without her yeah, mind. that would be cruel. Yeah, right. I would never do that to a dog. I'm a, so, uh, I, I think we can <laughs> wrap this up. I'm, I'm going to go play more Mario. Okay, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for doing this list with me. I, I, this is one of my favorite things to do each year. Uh, it was really good. Thank you, everyone, who listened to this entire thing. Uh, if you haven't listened to our, uh, our other episodes, go back. You can hear some of us uh, talk about some of these other games a little bit more uh, in other uh, more bespoke categories. Uh, yeah, just thank you once again. You can read all about these games. We'll have uh, breakdowns of uh, this list with a little bit of write-ups for each one on GameSpeak.com. Be sure to check that out. And we're going to go kind of be – you know, we've actually been off because it's coming out uh, Friday of that week. Uh, but we've been kind of uh, only half in the office, half paying attention this week. So I hope you guys all have a good holiday. Have a safe new year, uh, and we'll see you in 2018. Thank you for Hi. reading. Thank you for listening. We love you, you all. Thank you. Love you all so much. I, love, I, love I like you. I love, okay. I love you, Mike Minotti. <laughs>